Welcome to episode 78 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we'll be continuing our Shocktoberfest with volume 2, covering everything we've watched from October 7th to October the 13th. <laughs> They're easy pickings at the disco pen. I leave them feeling like they've been in a wreck. You know they wake up all wasted and they never ever check. Those two small holes that I leave in their neck. Well, if they were wise, they would soon realize They're not hungover, they're just vampire rise Cause Drax back I wanna suck your Welcome, everyone, to episode 78 of the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And we got our... No, no, we're not introducing this motherfucker. And I'm Adam Bentley, and I'm now getting to say my own name. Yay! (laughs) He's uh, he's earned the position where we don't have to introduce him anymore. He's no longer a special guest. He's pretty much done most of these episodes that we've done. He is the reigning king of Halloween. Yeah, and he is the the king of Halloween. Uh, Welcome, everyone. This is volume two of our annual, fourth annual Shocktober series where we try to watch as much horror and Halloween-related movies and TV shows as we can in the month. If it ain't horror, then it's not... uh, Get out of here. Then it's a snore. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hey, you're going out the door if it ain't horror. Oh, nice. (laughs) No Van Damme, no um, Mary Poppins. (laughs) Unless it's scary poppins, right? <laughs> it's it's just horror or nothing. Um, and yes, uh, we have a running. We keep a running tally. You get one point for movies, half a point for forty minute to hour TV shows or specials, and a quarter point for twenty to thirty minute episodes or specials. Um, so yeah, this is uh, we're going to continue this. Adam is the reigning champion. Um, if you haven't listened to our last episode, we ran down everything we watched from the first to the sixth, and now we're going to cover the second week of Shocktober. I gotta say, I am having so much fun losing to you guys. <laughs> it's like the only time I can actually say this. Usually, I'm like, "Oh, competition." I'm like, "You know what? Fuck it. Even if I lose, I'm still having a great time. I'm just happy to spend this fellowship with you two assholes." <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, I'm doing this to win, and if I don't win, I'm going to be very, very angry. I've yeah. already like, I sabotaged your house yeah. with the water heater. Oh, was that you? Yeah, you son of a gun. <laughs> Hey, man, I'll do whatever it takes to win. You know, Adam may have a surprise coming tonight. I, I play dirty. I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, afraid to pull some hair, to pinch, to bite, I guess whatever like, it takes to win. All the beers we drank at my place on Friday, Adam, Kyle bought for us. So, that was the other uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that didn't kinda. count. <laughs> you used that joke last week. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh. 
Well, it's we, true though. We actually yeah. did yeah, have no, beers we had, on we, Friday. We actually had beers on Friday, and probably like this. Did you the, honestly steal my credit card? And you've just been using it to buy <laughs> yeah, drinks for the past cool? couple of weeks. <laughs> Do you know Prime Days? You might, how could I yeah. afford to buy Cheers and like Deadwood? <laughs> it's like you bought it. Yeah, it's weird. I got a message on my phone yeah. saying you bought Cheers. I'm like, I already yeah. own fucking That's Cheers. Weird. What are you talking about? <laughs> a, a new water tank? I don't need a new water tank. <laughs> Yeah, you know that. Yeah, sometimes you need two. Yeah, you might want a second around there in case uh, anyone decides to uh, put a hole in it to win a Shocktober <laughs> series. But um, yeah, I guess if there's, do you guys have anything else to say, or should we just uh, let's jump, jump into on it? into yeah, it? Do it. Yeah, we we tend to have a lot to cover here because some of us like to watch too many fucking movies in a day. I'm not saying any names. Oh, uh, the first week. Shmadam. Is he actually Shmadam. talking about himself right now? Yeah. <laughs> like Shmadam. some of us. Shmadam uh, over there that's yeah. watching like 10 movies in a day. Um, yeah, I guess uh, who wants to okay. start off? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. How many movies did you watch on the 7th? Two. Only two? Yeah. Oh, coward. <laughs> okay, well, let's start off with the 7th. Who wants to start? Uh, you go ahead. You got two, baby. Yeah. Uh, again, if you've been listening to the show, I've been trying to do kind of theme nights, double features. Uh, this night was no different. I did a double feature of uh, Count Yorga. Oh, awesome. Um, if you guys haven't heard of the Count Yorga Vampire series, it's very underrated, in my opinion. Uh, the first one, Count Yorga Vampire from 1970. Uh, very, It's just a very atmospheric vampire series. Uh, Yorga just has this cool style to him. The look of him, his teeth are almost like animalistic when he's attacking, and his attacks are always quick and vicious. So I, I don't know. I, I love the uh, the way it's done. Uh, this film, this uh, the first film opens up with a seance. Um, you think there's supernatural goings on, but really Yorga is just using this to hypnotize the pretty woman at the party um, and get her as a slave. Set in current time, which was 1970 at the time, but it's kind of cool where it deals with like I always like when they when they do that where it's like. These people in real times have to like try to make sense of vampires in real life. Yeah. And I always love how they're kind of like, what vampires can't be real? But then yeah. when they start to believe it, I, I don't know. I always enjoy that in films if it's done right. Yeah, like Vampire um, Brooklyn. The- <laughs> um, actually, the exact opposite of Vampire Brooklyn. Uh, you get some pretty vampires in here, vampire, um, I guess, wives. Vixens, vampire vixens, vibes. Uh, <laughs> really cool. There's some decent scares in here. There's actually the the, the most famous one you've probably seen. In a couple of docs is where this um, couple uh, they drop him off after the party, and they get he he lives in a castle, and they get stuck outside of his castle in the mud. So they decide they're going to camp there. And I don't want to spoil it, but there's a great scare with them in the van. I'll just say. Um, really well done. I'm going to give Count Yorga Vampire seven and a half out of ten. Oh boy! I feel like this series is very underrated. Now the sequel. Uh, let me ask you a question: Is there only two in this? There's there's only two. Yeah. Okay. The sequel is not quite as good. Um, I would Ooh. even say no. Listen, I, I would <laughs> say the first half is kind of dull, but I think it really picked like the the finale is fantastic. So this one just kind of opens up. Would uh, you say it's a Borga? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is this is what you watched. <laughs> After? Yeah, yeah. So I did two of them in a row. Um, oh, fantastic. Ah. This is fantastic. Um, but anyways, this film opens up as if the first film did not happen. Um, this time, Yorga's castle is neighboring to a local orphanage, I believe. Awesome. Anyways, he attends a costume party where he falls in love with a woman. Um, he, that night, attacks her family, uh, captures her, hypnotizing her, and makes her believe that she was in a car accident and that he's just she's got to stay there while he brings her back to health. Um, but she doesn't realize that her family is actually all dead. Um, there's a really creepy scene where she's hearing like all these like 
woman laughing in kind of kid voice and stuff all around her. And then while this is happening, she's kind of like getting the flashbacks of the attack on her family. I thought it was really kind of cool and well done. Um, Yeah, like I said, the film isn't as good as the first film, but what it does have is that the uh, finale is really, really cool where you have, I think it's three cops go to investigate the castle because they believe that Jorg is involved. One of them believes that he knows that he's a vampire and he has to kind of convince the other guys but anyways, it's just fantastic. It's them going through the castle and getting chased by the the vampire wives. And like, it, it's just so cool and traps and, and stuff hidden awesome. throughout the house. Uh, I'm going to give that one six and a half pumpkins out of 10. Again, not quite as good as the first one, but I think this is a series, again, that's just very underrated when, I don't think when it comes I've ever to heard vampire. Of yeah, I have it in my queue. I got the two Blu-rays uh, kind of like just waiting for me. There. Yeah, like Scream Factory released a sequel on Blu-ray. The first mm-hmm. one, unfortunately, you can only get through Twilight Time, which was like mm-hmm. they only did 3,000 copies and they you had to order from the States. It was pretty expensive, but um, I think Arrow put out a set, but only in, in the UK. But uh, yeah, if you can get a hold of them I highly recommend it if you're okay with not watching it in high def I think um, MGM put out like a midnight yeah. movies double feature of the two but yeah very cool movies uh, what, did, what did you guys uh, watch um, we uh, recorded that night so I ended up watching uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, the, uh, from season one episode six Halloween so um, what happens is I guess there's like a weird heist going on he's like I'm gonna be the best detective and kind of he's they're trying to figure out who can steal his watch and it's the most Halloween out of all I, of these, I agree. these ones. And there is but a, it's still barely. I got to ask Halloween. you guys a question. This has nothing. <laughs> They're at least dressed up. Yeah. All, well, I think so, yeah. two of them are, though. Two of the people are. And right? there's yeah. That one girl who's having such a um, hard time. Like um, she has no Halloween spirit whatsoever. So he's trying to give her the uh, Halloween that she deserves. Do you guys feel bored of Halloween? Like right now, I feel like I don't have any like love in my heart for it. Like I feel like I need to be visited by three ghosts. This like Halloween. What the fuck is wrong with I you? I feel just so numb to it right now. I don't know if it's COVID. I'm not doing any parties. I'm not going to the actual like pumpkin patches and seeing Halloween happen. Oh, we I, just I did just the pumpkin patch. So, uh, yeah, did you? Weekend, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like so like ah, I need I need that spirit. I'm back doing it again. all, man. I got the pumpkin, got gross the pumpkin coffee, spice. Tim Hortons coffee. <laughs> yeah, we've we've actually like done up the house a little bit more yeah. earlier, and I just set up my uh, Lee Max Halloween Town, which I'm yeah. pretty excited about. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally. Yeah. I I think just all this movie watching. I mean, it's, it's really hard to get you into it. Maybe that's why you're not getting through enough if you don't got the spirit. Yeah, but. maybe maybe I need to be visited by three movies tonight. <laughs> well, there's actually a great episode you could watch that's. About just that, the, the Roseanne Halloween, yeah, I was where she's actually visited by the three ghosts of Halloween. That's a fantastic episode. But anyways, anyways, yeah, this Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm going to give. I don't know. It's hard to uh, rate these sitcoms, right? Because it's really not that Halloween, but it's still a fun show. Yeah, it's a good episode. Yeah, so maybe six point five. Yeah, yeah I, I actually think that's a good episode. I don't think mm-hmm. it's a great Halloween episode. Yeah, great. Sorry, great episode. Not a good Halloween episode. Yeah, I usually just rate them as they are episodes. Or, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's. It gets less Halloween as you go. Yeah, it turns more into a heist. Yeah, it's. I guess it's, I always like think of it for this show when we're trying to focus on horror Halloween. It's like, are we recommending people watch it? Well, if it's not Halloween, it's like, yeah, it's a great episode, but you can watch that yeah. in June. Really, like, I would argue that's the only one that's like Halloween esque. Yeah. Um, I watched from 1940, The Devil Bat, starring Bella Lugosi. Oh, awesome. I have this. I don't think I've watched it yet. I think I got it cheap. Is somewhere. this a Criterion number? No, it, it's. I just saw it. I think it was on Canopy. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's it's got a great premise where basically Bella Lugosi is the scientist, and he breeds these bats to attack people 
if they have this scent on him because he's bitter about this family who he's made all these nice colognes for. And <laughs> that stuff. is awesome. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the concept is better than the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's some, like, the, the bats are are pretty, like, even for 1940s, not the, not bit, the greatest. Bit hokey. But, like, Bela Lugosi's great in it. Uh, some of the, like, setups are pretty fun. Um there's not a lot to say. The the premise is all there. If you yeah. if you want to see a movie with a devil bat, is it a long movie or is it just kind of like a quick like here's an hour and twenty? It's Check pretty. It, out. It, it seemed pretty short. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it. You know, of that era, 1940s. Cool. Kind of. so a movie something like this could either be like way too long or like it, the perfect length. Like it's it's poverty row. Yeah. Productions basically. Yeah. Right? So they're they're usually pretty quick. So I'm gonna give it six pumpkins. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I I need to watch that one. I also watched, speaking of like a, not really a Halloween episode, I watched the uh, Modern Family uh, from season nine, episode five, uh, The Great Pumpkin felt Donfie or some shit like that. And uh, he, um, <laughs> it's another episode of like people like not, uh, his kids don't like Halloween. So he gets so depressed and he can't uh, find anything. So him and his wife get together and they hollow out a pumpkin and sail it like a boat. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe this. <laughs> So huh. that's definitely it sounds like a season nine plot. Well, yeah. I got a giant pumpkin. Let's yeah. just live it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, this is season nine of like uh, though they're having a hard time on this one. So again, it's not Halloween. I'm maybe gonna give it five point five. Yeah. Hmm. I, I thought about diving into that maybe as as like our dinner show. Yeah, it's great because it's like a, a Netflix and you just pop it on as you're falling asleep and shit. But uh yeah, haven't gone down the rabbit hole there. Yeah. Well I fell asleep to uh or just before Grimm season one episode nine I've been watching all the Grimms mm, again you're getting in there so have you seen the show before or no? yes oh you and you've saw the whole thing before whole, whole thing before. oh wow this you're revisiting it you liked it enough to revisit the yeah. whole show wow yeah I, I I don't know what to say like it's not a show that normally I'd be like yeah of course that's that's an Adam show but I find it you know a lot of fun all of the openings are very like atmosphere horror this one is, uh, I think it's called Of Mouse and Men, uh, or Man, and uh, it's not one of the better ones. It's kind of a standard, which I find with this year is sometimes they get in these standard freak of the weeks where they often have a great opening. And it kind of falls apart. And it kind of just falls apart in the serialized Turns stuff. into Smallville season one? Yeah, uh, <laughs> better probably than Smallville season one, but because uh, there's still all the sprinkling of like, oh, this is it, and... The next episode, which I'll talk about, gets there. But this one, I would say it's like kind of a standard six yeah. six pumpkins. All right, all right, all right. Okay, is that it for the seventh then? Or? I think so. All right. Cool, let's move on to the eighth then. Okay, I started the, the day off with Paganini Horror from 1989. Uh, Severin just put this one out on Blu-ray. I was kind of excited because I've... I've heard it's kind of one of those so bad it's good films. Uh, directed by L- Lugio Cozy. What's great about this, you're having a hard time with the director and the actual title of the film. Like, <laughs> Hey, these crazy Italians. Um, anyways, he's kind of known for his schlock. Yeah. Uh, he does a lot of like type of movies like this. But the fascinating thing, it was written and stars uh, Daria Nicolotti, Nicolotti who is um, oh, uh, Argento's Argentia, ex-wife, yeah. and she actually oh, wrote... Okay. Pretty much came up with the idea of Suspiria. Like oh, cool. they say, that was more her idea that Argento kind of took credit mm-hmm. for. Him. Um, anyways, uh, it opens up. You got this '80s female rock band, which I love. 
Yeah. They uh, need inspiration. Their producer, whatever, just tells them, like, this is shit, man. You guys need to do something different. Yeah. So one of them goes and buys an unpublished song from a composer named Paganini, who was his famous composer that also was into satanic rituals and oh, whatnot. Awesome. Uh, you know what? This premise sounds amazing already. <laughs> well, yeah, it's got a really cool... The idea behind it is really great. So they go to this old creepy mansion and they're going to film a music video. They hire like a famous horror director and they're going to do this cool horror style music video for this song. And then, of course, they awaken the demon and, you know, they start getting knocked off one by one. Um, you get some really decent, if unmemorable kills, uh, lots of cool old school effects, uh, solid synth score. Uh, you get rooms and mannequins. You get a catchy, some catchy '80s rock tunes. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of have a thing for like you know, Punkers. female rock. Yeah. Uh, rockers, even if you can totally tell they don't know what they're doing. Uh, you get a bladed violin in there. Uh, Fountains of fog. Um, Donald Pleasance is in there in a blinker. You'll miss some cameo. Unfortunately, yeah, it ends up all just being okay. It's not bad, it's not great, but I, I kind of wanted more out of it. Like, I expected yeah, more of, like, a so bad it's good film. Yeah, I'm going to give this one six pumpkins out of ten. Uh, it's still, again, I would say yeah, maybe... It sounds like it would be, like, Some of these awesome films, premise. too, like, I throw yeah. on and I'm kind of tired, so it's like maybe if I was, you know, Up. the right the right mood, maybe I'd enjoy it more, you know, yeah. second time with some friends and beers. But, um, yeah, what'd you guys watch? Uh, from um, 1984, I watched Children of the Corn. Okay. Oh, nice. How great is this movie? It starts off, I guess, in this small, like, tiny little uh, farming town where uh, everyone's going to church. And on their way back from church, the children just kind of, like, drop, like, a nod to each other. And just chaos. Kids just take out every adult that's there in, like, such brutal ways. And then flash forward, uh, Linda Hamilton and her husband are kind of driving around looking for uh, whatever, doing a cross-country road trip. Corn. Yeah. And I guess they hit some kid and what have you they ended up in this town full of like this religious uh kid who claims he speaks to the one who walks behind the rose which is i guess this uh god and i guess as they're going through i guess they're all religious fervor they believe him like no matter what happens which is kind of awesome and the kid who plays this guy is so good the ginger kid right no no that's malik oh. he's oh, no. he's awesome too but there's just i think he had a growth deformity so he's actually like 24 but he's playing 12 but you actually believe he's 12. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But he has like that weird voice. Have you guys seen this? Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't. No. It, it's awesome, man. Yeah, like, I remember what like... a great concept for a movie. I remember disliking it and then um, watching it, I think, in the past couple of years and being like mm -hmm. really surprised. Like, wow, that's actually a lot better than I thought it was. I actually read the short story, I think, at the yeah. same time. I guess it does um, uh, fall trapped to like the Stephen King ending. Like the ending is a bit weird, but like leading up to it, it's fucking great, man. Because it doesn't need that. I don't want to give anything away, but it doesn't need the ending. It could have just been like these kids with religious fervor killing their parents and like doing this cult thing. Like every time you turn like 18, you get to celebrate by killing yourself. <laughs> it's fucking awesome, man. I'm going to give it a eight pumpkins. Like I really enjoyed this oh, wow. movie. I have like a. Um, Four or five sequels, so I might go down this like rabbit hole Ooh, of terrible sequels. This sounds like a Danny idea. Yeah, we'll see. I like, I like this movie so much, so we'll see if this I think if happens. you're going to get through three movies a night, Maddie, then do it. If you're going to end up doing one or two movies a yeah, night, don't this, waste them on that. Yeah, is, is it, have you seen them? Is it not worth it? I haven't heard too many good things about yeah. any of them. Yeah, I don't yeah, think any okay. of them are, are recommends. Yeah, I guess um, they don't have like the Linda Hamilton to kind of pull it together. And I gotta say, like, um. 
I used to have a huge crush on Linda Hamilton growing up because Terminator 2. Watching this movie, I'm like, oh, yeah. Terminator 2 or Terminator 1? Uh, Terminator 2. Is okay, like, Terminator like, 1 is like one of the first nudity scenes I think I oh, yeah? saw. Oh, uh, crazy. Yeah, because she is so charming in this, too. Cool. Uh, I watched, I started off watching Bob's Burgers Season 7, oh. uh, Tina Witch. Uh, you know what? I watched that on the 10th. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I thought it was so much fun, right? Yeah, it's, it, they're all they're all good. Like, uh, this is one where Tina basically turns to witchcraft to uh, get what she wants, yeah. get her way. And yeah, they're, all of these uh, Bob's Burgers yeah. episodes are, are pretty great. I, I went down the uh, rabbit hole and watched them all this week too. So yeah, I like all these characters too, and even like the um, characters that actually aren't the actual family itself make the show. Right? Oh yeah. Like the librarian in this, one, I guess, is Billy Eichner. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to get through these. I'm kind of disappointed, uh, though, because I found a list, and it's like the best Halloween ones. And apparently there's some really good ones that are from more recent seasons that unfortunately aren't on the Amazon uh, Prime. There's two episodes that aren't yeah. on Prime. And yeah. then whatever the new one, if there's a new one this year, I yeah. guess. But yeah, one of them's supposed to be really great. But yeah, I'm kind of sad about that. <laughs> it sucks because this is a show, like, they released the first season on DVD, and then the le- they released a couple seasons on, like, their burnt, on demand, yeah, where you're, you're paying for like a, a burnt disc. Yeah, I thought the show was like, bigger that yeah, like you could get, if not a Blu-ray the... set, at least like a, a real DVD sets because I would buy them all mm-hmm. just for the Halloween episodes alone. Yeah. But uh, cool, I, I actually watched um, two shows myself. These are more kitty ones, so I'm going to re- <laughs> be really quick with them. Uh, on that uh, Scooby Doo Halloween movie I mentioned, there's a couple Halloween specials. I haven't got through them all, but some of them I, I started and they, they seemed pretty good, but they were too scary for our youngest Kids. son, so I had to skip to this one. So I, I did a pup named Scooby Doo, season one. Ghost Who's Coming to Dinner, 1988. This is the cartoon. I don't know if you guys remember where they were like kids and he's oh. a puppy. Oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I don't care. There's like a kind ghost that. Um, is it called Ghost Who's Coming to Dinner? Yeah. So like Sidney Poitier? Like, yeah. Awesome. There's a kind ghost that the, he asked the Scooby-Doo gang to help him solve a mystery. I guess there's a, a real pirate ghost that's scaring the the family out. And I guess if they get they leave, then uh, they're going to demolish the house. And if they demolish the house that he's haunting, he dies. Or, who cares? Um, <laughs> five and a half pumpkins out of ten. Not really uh, a great episode. And then I watched... Uh, Due to Adam's, uh, it made his list of recommendations. Wait, did you watch Bobby's World? Yeah, I was kind of curious. I watched that on the ninth. That's so weird. So from season one, Night of the Living Pumpkin, nineteen ninety. This is the uh, in this episode, I guess Bobby, his parents feel he's too young to go trick or treating, so he's stuck at home with the uncle, and they put on a house of horrors. Um, I don't have too much to say. It was kind of fun. It was, it was actually better than I remembered. Kind it. of awesome. What did you guys watch it on? Uh, it was on Prime. I w- oh, I didn't. I actually watched it on YouTube. I didn't know it was on. Uh, Prime. Yeah, it's on Prime. The problem I still have with the show though is all the voices are so annoying. It drives <laughs> me crazy. Like the mom's voice, Bobby's voice, His the dad. sister's voice. The dad is fine. Like the dad's just regular. Um, Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel, yeah. and the uncle is fine too. But like mm-hmm. all those other voices are like that really annoying. Like. Isn't she yeah. Midwestern? Yeah, like from Wisconsin. So, but it's all like, yeah, and the sisters. Oh, don't uh, you know there, Bobby? <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, it's grating after a while. Like, you, you know, for you the know, first bit, you don't notice. I didn't even in clock it. it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even clock it. I think Becky was like doing something in the yeah. kitchen or whatever, and, and she heard and she like commented on <laughs> that, that, are you watching? Like, <laughs> it's annoying. Uh, anyways, I'm going to give it six and a half pumpkins out of 10. Cool. It was still fun. 
And uh, yeah, those are the cartoons I watched. Nice. But uh, I got some movies, but I'll let you guys jump in. Uh, so I watched uh, Marianne episode three. This is the show that's the French Netflix show. Is, is it holding up? Like, oh my goodness! Yeah, ever. it's super creepy, and also just like characters that they don't let off the hook for being, you know, terrible a lot of the time. Yeah, I think at this point I'm going to give away spoilers because yeah, it's so d- d- far. don't say anything because I gotta. I would. I would recommend the only yeah. thing. So I'm spoiler for me. Yeah. I'm now one episode away from finishing the season, and I'm like, this is going to suck. You need something else. Because they're not making any more of these shows. Oh, I guess like Netflix did like one and done, They canceled eh? it. Well, the new Flanagan show just came on, and yeah. you guys would probably watch that. Oh, well, I'm not worried about not another yeah, show. I'm just no. worried that this show won't oh, conclude yeah. because Netflix prematurely is just canceling all of these mm-hmm. series. Yeah, that sucks, right? Because even like, uh, I'm surprised no one found this show, right? Mm-hmm. Again, I bet you, like you said, the last episode, I think yeah. it's the fact that it's foreign. I mean, there's people that refuse to watch subtitles, right? I think that hurts a lot of those type of shows. Yeah. Oh, sorry. 7.5 pumpkins. Oh. Awesome. Okay. I did another double feature. This one kind of dead kid. Double feature. Oh, it's sensual. Um, so the first movie. <laughs> yeah, you're making me hard. Stop. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so the first movie is called <laughs> Dead Kids, a.k.a. Uh, Strange Behavior, maybe the title it's more known for, but the, the Blu-ray I had was titled Dead Kids from 1981. Uh, this one we open up with a teen is uh, being brutally murdered by another teen. Um, they don't really hide who's doing it. And his body is later found posed like a scarecrow with his eyes all eaten out. Pretty fucking cool opening. Awesome. But pretty much in this, this small town, all these teens are getting killed off by other teens. But the next day, they're as if nothing really happened, as if they're under some kind of control. Um, the lead needs uh, money for his college application. So he volunteers as a lab rat at a local university for tests. And of course, you can guess that these tests have something to do with the kids going around murdering uh, people. There's a really fun uh, costume. I think it's a Halloween party uh, in the middle of the movie where there's, I don't know if you guys know the song, Adam, you might know this. I think it's, I want to say it's a 50s, 60s tune. Lou Christie's Lightning Strikes. Do you guys know that song? No, I'm more of a lightning crashes sort of guy. (laughs) I didn't know this song, but I'm like, that's a really fucking good song. And then I looked up. But anyways, that's playing throughout the party. But it's kind of cool. Like it leads into like this almost like staged sequence dance number. Awesome. Yeah, I thought I thought that was really great. He runs into like this this kind of cute girl at the party and she's not in costume. And he's like, "Um, what are you supposed to be? And she's like, I came as Joe. And he's like. Joe who? And she's like, Joe Mama. <laughs> Which I didn't know that that joke went way back then. But I thought, I'm like, this chick what, is what cool. What was this movie from you? I've... Uh, 81. 81. But uh, it's like, that's the kind of chick you put a ring on her finger yeah. that day. Um, there's a lot of violent and bloody kills. Um, you get a fat, gross dude trying to sleep with a 13-year-old girl, which is wrong. And there's like a scene early on where he's like, oh, I heard she like puts out. And the guy's like, dude, she's 13 years old, man. <laughs> I call them baldies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you get a cool needle in an eye. That's, that's from something I think I just watched. Yeah, did you watch it? Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you get a needle in an eye. Um some interesting twists and turns and a shocking finale. Oh, and Tangerine Dream does the score in it. Awesome. Um, oh, very cool. I enjoyed this one. I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of ten. This sounds kind of awesome, actually. Yeah. I, I It was fun. I actually enjoyed the next movie even more, though, called Bloody Birthday, also from 1981. 
Uh, this one opens up. You have three children are all born on the same day during an eclipse. Uh, ten years later, these kids, something Erupts. goes off in them, and they go on this random murdering spree. And then you have a teen girl and her younger brother believe the kids are behind the murders, and they have to try to prove it, but of course no one believes them. This one was really cool. Like, you have a lot of kills, a lot of violent, creative kills. Like, each one was different. And the way the kids do it, they have it, like, well-planned so they can get away with it just the way they do the kills. I thought was really fascinating. Like, they, they're good at making everything look like an accident. There's a cool, like, birthday party where the kid makes it look like he's putting rat poison and the cake. And then, you know, the young girl that believes them to, to be murderers, like, you know, slaps all the cakes out of everyone's hands. But he, he staged it. He didn't actually put it just to make her look guilty. Like, they're fucking smart, devious kids yeah. and they're little shit kids that you want <laughs> you can't wait for them to get their their comeuppance uh, at the end of the film so yeah I, I really had fun with this and they, and they do it kind of in a way that you believe that these fucking three kids could get away <laughs> with killing it. people the way they do it they have like this peephole and they charge kids uh, money to go peep on the kid's sister and but they let her know about it and then they get her to like put her eye up um, against the uh, against the hole and they got like a bow and arrow there like <laughs> And then the dad they kill by like you know whatever they they beat pretty much beat him down, but then put a skateboard there and make it look like he just slipped on that and smacked his head on the stairs. Like it's I don't know I I had a lot of fun with this one. I'm gonna give it seven and a half. Oh, awesome. out of ten. Yeah. I I could see both of these films are ones I can already see. I want to revisit again. Watch I could again. see both of them easily going up. Uh, you know, a, a pumpkin or two. Um, pumpkin but, or two? Well, oh, sorry, wow. half, half a pumpkin or a pumpkin, I guess. No, no, you just yeah. heard it. There's a good chance <laughs> nine that pumpkins. Bloody Birthday is going to be 9.5 pumpkins next year. <laughs> more, probably more a, a, a pumpkin. It could definitely be an 8, 8.5 for sure. And same thing, dead kids could easily go up to a, you know an 8, I could see. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I would recommend both of those if you haven't uh, seen them. Uh, dead Kids, uh, Severin put that one out in Bloody Birthday Arrow on Blu-ray. So. so what did you guys finish off the night with? Chatty? I watched uh, Bob's Burgers, full bars. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, right? Like, I think 8.5, like, it's probably like one of the most perfect Halloween episodes ever. Like, you got two different stories, two great stories. And then I also watched two episodes of Modern Family. I don't really want to talk about it. So, uh, (laughs) what, 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 at least mention what they are for points. It was uh, season 10, uh, episode five, The Good Grief, and uh, season 11, episode five, Last Halloween. My goodness. What, what late season (laughs) Modern Families? What are you giving them? Uh, I don't know. I want to say 5.5 each. <laughs> I watched from 2016. This is one that I was was on my list to watch for the the 75th uh, episode where we did our top 25, and I didn't get around to it. The Void. Have you guys seen this? I wanted yeah. to check this out, yeah. I, I was excited because everyone was like, ah, oh, this is like an yeah. 80s throwback, and it feels just like, you know, they would name off, you know, the best 80s directors. And I, I came away... Very disappointed. I liked, there was definitely some things I liked mm-hmm. about it, but yeah, what, what did you think? There was things I liked about it. I don't want to talk about it too much because I know a bunch of people that are associated with this movie. Uh, oh, okay. This is one that starts off in the uh, hospital room. Is that the yeah, void? Or does it start at the hospital? Uh, or it ends up in the hospital. Yeah, they're in yeah. the hospital. Uh, it yeah. actually starts off at a farm oh, okay. with yeah, a pretty yeah, grisly yeah, yeah, yeah. murder at the beginning, which... It was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, there there were some like really yeah. good things about it. Some of the monster yeah. stuff is amazing. Yeah. Like the practical effects were were crazy good at certain points. It just felt kind of disjointed overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was that was my problem. It almost felt like they liked these five movies from the eighties and they tried to mash them together, mash them together, and it didn't always work. 
Like you got cults, you got the thing. Yeah. yeah. Actually, there was that great scene when they leave the hospital and you see the cult members kind of yeah. walking towards the it's hospital. It's one of those movies when it ended, I'm like, yeah. I still want to get this on Blu-ray yeah. and I want to check it out and force it on myself because I should like it more than I did. But yeah. again, it could have been one of those movies too. I watched too late. I wasn't in the right mood. I don't know. I think it's just missing some elements of like pure fun, but there's some good performances in it. Yeah. Um, great music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the score was good. Score, but it is really good. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Alex sounded like a, yeah, the music was great, right, guys? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Spoil, uh-huh. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I, I actually worked the soundtrack for this album. Oh, yeah, did you? Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Was that you? Oh, I actually uh-huh. remember uh-huh. really enjoying it. It's a great soundtrack. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I don't Blitz, remember it. Blitz at Berlin, all. Yeah. super like synthy, foreboding. Yeah. Awesome. They, they do a lot of cool stuff. I think some of the pieces that they didn't end up using this ended up on a Juno album. Anyways. Oh, awesome. Um, so I'm going to give the movie 5.5 Pumpkins, though. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I think that's about what I gave it somewhere around there. Yeah, I do feel I need to check it out again because I was on YouTube when I watched it because I was trying to get it for the uh, the decade. There's and... something, there's a bunch of great elements mm-hmm. about it. It seems like it should be better, but yeah, I have to check it out again. The doctor's great in it. Mm-hmm. I did the lead guy. I'm not, you yeah. know, but cool. Is that it for the eighth then? Or no, I also watched a grim episode, which is starting to come in. Like I was coming around. This was the one previous was one of my least favorite. I had watched this season. This one's one of my favorites. It's called organ grinder. It's basically a bunch of homeless kids are disappearing. And you, you find out that these Vessen, that's what they call the monsters or the, the people, the human beings, that have other sides to them. Okay. These Vessen are basically black market. Eating these babies? Well, they th- actually what they do is they harvest human organs for the Vessen black market community. <laughs> and you get to see like the, some. you go in this tea shop that ends up being a big part of this. The tea shop doesn't necessarily just sell tea. tea. It's selling like ground oh, up gallbladders. Awesome. <laughs> uh, and you go down to this basement as this guy is just like, Showing you all of these kind of disgusting things. It's uh, one of the stronger episodes, and not serialized in, in almost any way for the show, which is rare because that's a strong point of the show. Yeah, I mean, this one ate pumpkins. Oh, awesome! Cool. It's called Organ Grinder. If I didn't mention it's that, starting to yeah, I need ramp to, uh, up, eh? I need to check. By the way, I did look into. There is a Blu-ray collection out there. They, there's actually like a big special edition in this big set, and then there's if you just want a smaller cheaper basic set with I'm just watching the DVDs right now but our it's TV I I know I didn't just mention it because I think before you said you weren't sure so if if listeners want to check it out um, Mm -hmm. on Blu-ray there's some people that you know like me that (laughs) if it's out on Blu-ray they need the Blu-ray I think for me like this and uh, in Fringe which goes more sci-fi I actually have the series of Fringe I've never watched an episode I bought the complete series also great show these two both fit for me, or probably the, of the best, last like ten years or so, the best kind of genre shows, of the, which is just nice to have yeah. those. Yeah. When I'm watching this, I'm realizing I don't have one of those shows right now. Yeah. I want to watch Supernatural. Did any of you guys get into that? I, I watched a few of those. That's not for me. I, yeah. I saw one and I enjoyed it. Bissy was watching it. I found the uh, banter way too. Uh, I heard it gets better though. Me. Like I think the yeah. first season isn't great, and like yeah. by maybe second or third, they start figuring. I'd popped mm-hmm. in a few times. I know Tammy at one point had seen a bit, but also kind of was turned out. It's like. It's just ending like it's what is it? What did it make? Fourteen it to, like, seasons or something, something like crazy. that? Yeah, and people were like 
like obsessed with it. Yeah, like it's got a rabbit. It kind of falls into which I, I remember watching Smallville. I don't mm-hmm. know if I could ever watch Smallville again. No. Right? I have all the Smallville too. I never finished I, it all. I, yeah. I did finish them all. That's crazy. I like crawled into the I, end. I got to through season one, and that was it for me. Like I Smallville can't do... got better too in the mm-hmm. middle, but and it were anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, are we on to the ninth end, guys? Or yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cool. So uh, I guess this day I'll start off with, I did the double feature to start off with. So I'll talk about both of them. This uh, was a Nature Gone Amuck double Ooh. feature. I start off with Itsy Bitsy from 2019. Um, this is a recent one that I've actually heard like, I don't know if reviews were that positive, but I think like horror fans really, really Diet? dug it. Like if you're into Nature Gone Amuck and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, fuck, I enjoyed Burning Bright. So <laughs> <laughs> bring on the spiders. <laughs> My standards are not high. I love that movie. So th- this actually has a really cool opening where this, like it, it seems like a bigger picture where this treasure hunter slaughters a tribe of natives and runs off with, uh, drives off with their, um, their stolen, this black egg This is the start of, uh, what's that called? Uh, what's that splatter movie that Peter bad, Jackson um, did? Bad Taste? Yeah. Or no, not Bad Taste. Dead Alive? Dead Alive. Yeah, yeah kind of. And you get some cool flashbacks later on where you pretty much learn that this egg holds like a giant spider and they actually were like sacrificing, like it shows them sacrificing like their newborn babies to this fucking thing, um, which I thought that was cool. And the, the, the natives had these kind of this cool makeup and like, I don't know how to describe it, but almost like bones in their skin and stuff to make it look kind of spider-ish, awesome. Um, Anyways, um, that's all just the backstory. But what the main story is, is a young woman is moving uh, with her two children to this um, uh, rich artifact collector's house played by uh, Bruce Davison. I guess she's going to be the living nurse. Um, you find out that she's a struggling mother. I'm not sure what happened to the husband, but I know she recently, one of her um, like her young children died in a car accident. So Uh-oh. she's dealing with that and she's popping pills and whatnot. And whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. This snorting pills. Yeah. Who knows what else she's up yeah. to. She's selling herself on the streets. <laughs> Get money for that crack. Spread, spreading all of her eight legs on the sidewalks. <laughs> Eight-legged freaks. Right. This is all a drama. I, I guess that's what people had a problem with. Like, a lot of it is drama of that that ilk um you don't get enough now's my problem too like the spider looks great it's done like almost all practical effects uh, which is impressive for this type of film mm-hmm. and to get in to pull it off but yeah there's just not enough spider action unfortunately so um and like the characters were fine i like bruce davison's character and i always but, like um, him yeah i i just um I didn't. I didn't love. I, I'm going to give it six and a half pumpkins out of ten. It was not my favorite. Um, it's no Burning Bright, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> the, the peak standard of Nature Gone Amuck movies is no, now Burning Bright. The next one is the peak standard of Nature Gone Amuck from 1988. Slugs. Oh, awesome! Have you? I got this? this. No, I got this in my queue. Oh, get the, watch. The, this. the picture looks amazing. Like so this is directed art? by one one. I can't pronounce the name. Of course, PQ Simon. Uh, Pretty much all you need to know is he is the director of the masterpiece that is Pieces. Oh, Pieces, which is on my list. Oh, Oh, Pieces is fucking incredible. So he also, apparently he did a movie called The Rift, which is like a sea um, underwater movie with like monsters and shit. And he's had one called Cthulhu Mansion, which I believe Severin is bringing out on Blu-ray. It's never had a release, official release. So I think they're bringing out this year. I'm just bringing that up because it's like after this, I want to watch everything this guy did. Um, So this movie is about giant slugs terrorizing a small community. 
pretty much this is the reason I love horror films like this this movie um, it just moves at such an, just a, a great pace there's always stuff going on you have the cool investigation elements where they're trying to figure out what's going on mixed with like a gory kill every five minutes the kills are amazing the practical effects are amazing um, just such fun characters and dialogue there's big explosions in there there's nudity just everything you want in is a horror film. Is there any zany uh, characters? Zany oh, antics? there's tons like, of zany and... characters. Tons of zany awesome. characters. Um, you, of course, you got to have the prick sheriff in there. You know, no one wants to believe these people that the slugs are responsible. Um, it's, it's got one of those uh, prerequisite scenes that I love in horror films where, for some reason, they can always bring the evidence to uh, a, uh, the science teacher at a high school at midnight, <laughs> and he's there in class for some fucking reason. There's a, it does take place on Halloween, I believe. What did I write that? He's yeah, it takes place on Halloween, so that's extra points. This is like the best beer and friends movie. Like it's it's so entertaining. It doesn't really let up for the hour and a half, and you you get a big explosion at the end. You get another thing about these movies where like they explode a sewer or whatever, like they do in all these movies or wherever they explode it, and they're like, "Oh, we killed everything." It's like, "What? You've already shown that this has overtaken the whole town." These songs. <laughs> what the fuck would explode in this one area really do? But um, yeah, I'm gonna give this one eight and a half pumpkins out of ten. Oh wow! Awesome. This movie is a blast. It's now like moved up to like I, I remember when I saw it like years ago, loving it too. But um, I forgot how good it was. It's it's definitely like top tier. It's up there, eh? It it's other than the fog. I think that's your highest score. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is again. This is like now. Have you guys seen? He also made this movie called Extraterrestrial Visitors. And no. have you seen the poster? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it has uh, so everyone go at home, go look up extraterrestrial visitors. The poster has a giant E and a giant T and then basically ET from Steven Spielberg's eyes on the front. How the fuck did they get away with this? It was it was a crazy time back then, man. The Wild West. <laughs> it's incredible that poster. I, I wish kinda I kind of want to see the movie now. Yeah, I had pieces on my list, but I hadn't. I'm hoping. You need to. You should watch. I'm curious to see your thoughts on pieces. Like, pieces you have to know is not a good film. Like, people love it for the. Like, people love it because it's nonstop entertaining and it's so ridiculous and it doesn't make sense and they'll just throw out shit. Like, there's literally a scene of pieces where the killer is standing in the elevator next to the person and he has a huge chainsaw. He's hiding it behind his back <laughs> and she doesn't notice. And then he pulls it out and kills her and, like, Oh, yeah, Pieces is amazing. That's another, Bastards. like, party. Yeah. Bastard! Bastards! <laughs> I think I've seen that, actually. We might, we might have done a drunk movie night in my house, like, back when I was living at Prospect. Like, uh, after a band What's that scene, too? Like, oh, too much uh, yeah, bad, chi- Chinese, bad food. Chinese food or something. <laughs> I've definitely seen this. Yeah. The Kung Fu guy pops out I think we might have watched it, like, uh, after a practice or something. It's amazing. Like, I did I did we see it in theaters? I, I don't know. That I've watched that movie so many times. Mm. Pieces is amazing again that i love movies like this that you know they're not too long and you're going to be entertained from frame one to the credits like it doesn't have to be some something you overthink but yeah i uh slugs man that's uh top tier nature gun amok for me one one of these days next year we're going to do because this year is probably not going to happen but a nature gun amok cover the best of them my wild uh what's called wild beast just a oh, wild beast just came in the mail oh, yesterday yeah, so uh, and pretty excited about deadly eyes another good one yeah. if you're into rats and yeah. of course well, grizzly. that was actually filmed in hampton in toronto wasn't in it day of the animals yeah anyways that's, uh, anyways we're yeah. getting off track yeah, yeah. so um from um 1993 i watched a stephen king number called needful things i guess the premise of this is you go to this store in a small town and you buy an item the price you pay 
isn't worth the item itself. <laughs> or you might have to pay a deeper price than you expect to Why pay. Why couldn't your your vampire accent been I that good know. in the intro, man? Well, I'm like halfway through a beer already. <laughs> so that, that might have happened. Maybe I just need to get drunk before these things is what I need to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, soon, maybe it'll get really cold and you guys can toboggan down here. Yeah, that might that makes <laughs> sense. And like a dog sled back. Uh, so anyways, uh, who's that guy? Max von Sydow? Yep. Yeah, Max von Sydow. R.I.P. He is amazing. He is a shopkeep and he is the perfect villainous character for this movie, right? Like, as like the uh, pretty much Satan who is pretty much starting every right. catastrophe on the place of the earth. Was this a TV movie out. or? It was an actual movie with Ed Harris and uh, oh, wow. I forget the name of the girl, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, it was kind of cool, but it felt slow at times. Ed Harris-y, yeah, I get it. And yeah, <laughs> too much Ed Harris. It, yeah, like, you know, his hair doesn't grow that fast. <laughs> yeah, it just felt uh, a bit slow at times. The uh, premise was kind of awesome, but again, after you've seen this a couple times, what more do you need? Apparently, this is a movie that um, I guess Kino just put on Blu-ray, and everyone was like, hoping that I guess there's a I don't know if it's a TV cut or just an unreleased cut, but apparently, like they made him cut out a bunch of shit, and like he wasn't happy with the film. Apparently, there's like a way better cut out there that it's like thirty or forty minutes extra or something. That sounds mm. terrible. I don't know. It's supposed to be a lot better. Stephen King said this. <laughs> No, no, like uh, yeah, a, bunch of, a bunch of people, I oh. guess, that have seen it. Apparently, it's a better cut of the film. But uh, And the director, it's like his original cut, and they made him just cut out a bunch to fit theatrical length. Oh, uh, for, Stephen Ki- for a Stephen King film, like usually his films are three hours long. So yeah. I don't know. Two hours, usually you're probably cutting out a lot of stuff because yeah, a lot of his films are character development. But yeah, anyways, it didn't. they couldn't get the rights to it to put on Blu-ray. Yeah. So yeah. maybe I'm, one I'm, day. I'm giving it six. Again, I had fun, but it wasn't anything to write home about. Uh, I've watched from 1963, Dementia 13. Ooh, I've wanted to see that one. This is Francis Ford Coppola. It's not his first movie, but one of his, like, first. And, uh, basically Roger Corman said, hey, I want a psycho ripoff. Make me a psycho ripoff. Do it. And what's interesting is it starts really amazing. Like, you, you can see that this guy is supremely talented. There's a... A scene with a wife and husband on their, this boat in this creepy kind of lake, and he ends up spoiler having a heart attack, and then she has to get the money from this guy's family who's rich. She has to pretend he's still alive. Oh, awesome! And she goes and sees the family, and there's there's this manor in Ireland they're they're at, which is super cool. And everything when this woman is involved is actually like I was oh. This is like a lost masterpiece. Like it's not psycho, but it's yeah, it's, it's really cool. So this is like Godfather Three, like Jack Francis Ford Coppola, right? It's probably <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a- a- around there. Twix I- Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> I haven't seen Twix. Has anybody seen Twix? No. no. Yeah. His last couple of movies, yeah, they haven't interested me. Just from mm. watch, I saw chunks of Youth Without Youth, and um, anyway, <laughs> anyways, uh, Corman, I guess, hated it. I'll get out of here. Saw the the first cut of it and freaked the fuck out about how terrible it was and ordered him to recut stuff. And I guess Coppola was like, no, I'm not doing that. So they hired another guy. And all of us, I didn't know any of this when I'm watching it, but all of a sudden there's this like scene with the groundskeeper dude or, or somebody that's po- always poaching on their property and he's <laughs> like, around. He just like walks into frame, the frame stops and he just walks in like, oh, sure is some trouble going on around here. <laughs> because now there's a killer on the loose on this estate. Yeah. 
But it, everything else is done so subtly, and this is like proto-slasher mm-hmm. garbage. And it was just such jarring. It looks the same, but nothing is cut the same way. You know, all the beats are wrong. And then when I read it, it was like, oh, this is like, this backs up auteur theory. That makes sense. Um, it falls apart at the end, too. It, be, it becomes kind of a standard ripoff of, yeah. of Psycho and not in the, the best possible way. So all of this promise led to a pretty underwhelming second mm-hmm. half. I'm going to give it six pumpkins out of ten. Ah, that sucks. Yeah, that, that's what I've been wanting to see, but it uh, it ended up in public domain somehow, so it's never really had a great re- release, unfortunately. I saw it on Canopy, and it, the transfer is great. I think, yeah, I feel like they did do a transfer, but I don't think it's been put out. Like, there's a lot of great movies in public domain, and like, but no one wants to touch them because they feel like, well, we'll we can spend all this money putting out our copy, and someone can just steal that and release theirs. And yeah, it's a struggle with companies wanting to touch that because it's unfortunate. I wonder there's if a lot Coppola great... had it fixed himself. Yeah, I feel he, like they did do a transfer because he he runs that restoration. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, I, I think it's a nonprofit that Scorsese mm-hmm. started. But then again, he might not want to be. Go near it if it wasn't his film. And is 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 Lucas on the board of that? I think Lucas is part of that. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Which is hilarious. <laughs> this guy loves fucking with everything. But he, like, yeah, I think I think he is. It's mainly Scorsese's baby. Like the World Cinema Project, which is done with Criterion. Yeah, is uh, Scorsese's baby. Yeah. Cool. Um, I finished off the night with uh, another film that takes place in Halloween. I've actually been finding quite a few. Ooh. Um, this is going to be Adam's kryptonite uh, from 1999, his favorite year for horror films, the late 90s, early 2000s. Idle Hands. Oh, shit. Never seen Idle Hands. I bought this ages ago. It's been sitting there just waiting. Yeah, to... I, I should say that I've not never seen Idle Hands. I've never really seen Idle Hands. I've seen bits and pieces of Idle Hands at people's houses a million times. Yeah, I I remember not caring that much for it but mm-hmm. it, but then it, it got the screen factory collectorization it was a good price and like everyone was like raving about it as if it was this long lost classic and then i was like oh and it takes place in halloween i'll, I'll give it a shot um so it opens up we got devin sawa is that how you pronounce yep. him his parents it opens up his parents are murdered they, their house is all decorated in halloween finally it's kind of cool where they got like um you know they go to sleep and they turn off the lights and then like that you know, the neon writing or whatever. It's like, I'm under the bed or something. <laughs> Anyways, um, they get killed and he wakes up and he's like a stoner and he's oblivious. It's kind of like a Shaun of the Dead moment where mm. he's just totally ignoring all these, this, you know, walking by their dead bodies and all the, the mess throughout the house. He goes to his buddies, Seth Green and um, uh, what's the dude? The Fulton Reed from the Mighty Ducks was his character's <laughs> name. Uh, those are his stoner buddies. Um, he goes, he gets some weed for them. Um, anyways, it turns out that he killed his parents because uh, his hand is possessed. I don't know if they ever really explain how or why. I don't Doesn't think it matter. matters. He ends up killing his two stoner buddies. They come back as like zombies and they befriend yeah, I him. All this. And they're going to try to help him stop his murderous hand. Uh, a young and very attractive. I, I never really had that much of a thing for Jess Gab. I know everyone else did. But she's pretty hot in this one. She's like a hot angel costume because um, there's a Halloween party. Anyways, yeah, he he's, falls in love with her, but the hand wants to kill her, and they have to stop it. And it's just all kinds of hijinks. I was actually surprised, though. Like, some of the witty, the the, the humor and stuff actually worked uh, mostly for me, because I was kind of worried about that. Like, the the Seth Green, the way out the three of them play off each other, I thought was kind of fun. Uh, I was also surprised, like, how bloody and violent some of the deaths were. Like, oh, yeah. some of the deaths are actually kind of fun. I think it is an R-rated film, because I... I 
swear this was like a PG. Yeah, I, like I think 13, there's even I think there's even breast uh, nudity oh, in the film. But yeah, I don't know. I, I had fun with it. I mean, you get a so uh, were your hands anything but idle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had a, you get a fun climatic uh, finale at a, a school Halloween party. Offspring is the band playing there. <laughs> awesome! So this is like <laughs> '90s Seth Green, Offspring, oh, yeah. Jessica Alba. This is '90s to the max. Well, the singer right? of um, Offspring, like yeah. he he goes on stage. He's like, oh, you, I think he cuts the hand off or something. But he's like, oh, my hand's killing people, and they all laugh and think he's joking. And then the hand like jumps on the singer of Offspring's head and rips <laughs> off his scalp, which was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I, I had fun with this. I'm going to actually, well, this is what I wrote. I'm trying to think if it actually was as good, but I, uh, I wrote seven and a half pumpkins out of 10. Oh, wow. wow. So, um, I am curious to watch this now. Yeah. Again, like I, I almost am like, I know Adam don't watch it, but Matt, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear you tearing apart it. Like Joyride, this, I really surprisingly yeah. enjoyed. They're probably not going to be your thing though. I'm, I'm honestly saying like you only have so much time to watch it. I'm, I'm trying with some of these early 2000s right now yeah you might you might get i got it, one so coming up okay Ooh, a gem coming up is it a gem it's a it's totally not a gem oh, okay uh, it's from 2002 cabin fever okay eli okay. roth i actually haven't seen this film in like 10 years and <laughs> so, i own a dvd and blu-ray and they're mm-hmm. both still sealed it, it has a huge fan like that's the movie that put I, eli roth on the map it's the reason he's considered like this horror legend one I'm of like, these what? cats <laughs> that i i don't quite get like okay I guess we'll go ahead and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't I yeah. I never liked the hostile movies. Yeah. I was surprised actually when I revisited Hostel One and Two how I good liked they were. The first forty minutes and then yeah. it just kinda falls apart for me. I also but. haven't seen those since they came yeah. out, but yeah, revisit yeah. Give them another shot. I didn't like them at first either, but I uh yeah, this is this is an odd movie because all of the horror elements I don't like at all. I don't yeah. like, so there's these teens, they go up to a cabin, this kind of Hoboish bacteria character comes in oh. and he's cl- clearly sick mm-hmm. and he he's he's got the cabin fever which is kind of fun he, like how ridiculous he is but all of the teens they're terrible the dialogue is atrocious atrocious Aren't they kind of like obnoxious and annoying yeah. too and-, and obnoxious annoying entitled fucking assholes they're yeah. almost all of them are not worth a second but some of the there's something like off about the whole movie that interests yeah, me. Isn't that like kind of like yeah? It doesn't. It almost like there's like it's a horror. Then it's like a goofy comedy. Like there's a kid with isn't there a kid yelling pancakes or something? So or? that scene where this kid who is kind of catatonic and bites someone earlier on, and then it starts yelling pancake, pancake, pancake <laughs> as this person is trying to get help, and then does some giant crazy karate move. Yeah, <laughs> is one of the best things I've seen. <laughs> For sure, this whole month so far, that scene is up there. I will never forget it. It's amazing too how it's shot. I don't remember the scene at all. It's incredible. I just remember being like, "What the fuck am I watching?" And why am I watching? That was the thing where I was like, "Do I have to reconsider this whole thing?" And the cop, who I later find out is this guy that basically could have had this acting career. He's just like deputy cop who looks like he's 20 he's like 23 mm-hmm. and he's so weird and when he comes in it turns almost into like a david lynch movie it's so strange and i found out that that actor ended up just going and becoming a diy filmmaker in his own art collective because he didn't want anything to do oh. with what's going on and he supposedly made all these crazy movies so i wonder if it's just his energy but then the end just goes into some like country bumpkin song that's how they end the movie I just remember it being like a very messy movie. Like it seemed like a guy 
and knowing you're Eli Roth, I'm not surprised, but a guy that just like loved a bunch of horror films and like let's just again mash them. So all of that cares shit, about tone or like how they blend together and it it kind of works. Like the tone of the whole movie for me works. It's just like the components of the horror, which is a good concept of like people getting sick. Yeah. You know. I think Eli Roth's problem with all his films is like you said, like the characters are always like shitty characters that you hate. Like and I get he's like maybe you want characters because you want some die but like i've never liked that type of horror film there's the there's a horror film where you make characters you like and then you you don't want to see them die so you get tension from that and then there's the horror films you make where you hate all the characters and you want and you want to see them die. die and it's like he does all that and i don't know to me yeah. like i get that but at the same time that means we have to spend an hour and a half with these characters like hostel one and two is like that and uh, yeah. green infernal is green like inferno. that and from what I remember, again, I haven't seen that in a long time, but all I've, I've had that problem with all his films. It's also just not written that well. Like, I don't mind disliking characters and having these kind of, like, shitty people if they're believable people and not yeah. caricatures. So anyways, I'm giving it six. I think it's my favorite Eli Roth. <laughs> and that's not saying much. Why is this guy considered, like, six, six I was pumpkins, thinking that a master of horror? Before we talk about I was thinking about this. Like, all his movies are, like, okay, is it just because like Tarantino and Peter Jackson and a like, few of these guys are like might be it? He might be the guy who can talk about movies. Like, cause you got that yeah, Blu-ray. yeah, he, that he can chat about movies. Like, he loves horror movies. But. It, he's yeah, he's a guy. I, well, he he's even kind of obnoxious when he yeah. talks, but he's a guy like I kind of like listen to him talk because he he's a, he is a big fan of horror. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't understand why he ever became a thing outside of I'm like. I'm talking about another one of these guys, yeah. these bro that dudes that. Uh, later that I just don't quite understand, but I think you guys might like this one, so we'll, we'll get. Okay. Uh, Is that we'll in get green? <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, so I wish- like you can te- you <laughs> yeah. can automatically say yeah. which fucking bro douchebag director. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know if I like him as a per. Uh, I like I used to like him, and his podcast got annoying to me. But um, I like some of his movies, but. Yeah. We can get into it. Anyways, that, yeah. that's what I watched on awesome. uh, whatever day that was. From uh, 2019, I watched a, a documentary called Scary Stories. It's about uh, oh, the nice. Scary Stories books and like the uh, amount of controversy they caused going into schools. I guess what happened when these books came out, they were almost like these kids were so drawn to them. And uh, as they got more like popular, you. Like, like me, uh, the pictures that was drawn, like the parents started like, all right. Kids shouldn't be reading about this. This is crazy. So it's about like um, the uh, author versus the uh, parenthood. And it dives into like all these great children's stories. Like R.L. Stein gets interviewed for it. Like Bruce Cavell and all like the uh, interesting uh, young adult authors goes into like why children need scary stories to kind of keep their lives going and kind of add a bit of like mystery to their childhoods. I really enjoyed this. It really took me down yeah, to like I, I've almost watched eight. that I, that's on my watch list yeah. did, did they talk about because I know they actually re-released those books mm-hmm. and they redid all the art with they shitty art they talked about that yeah. and they said yeah like no one everyone complained yeah. so they kind of like alright here it is again because I remember I wanted to, to pick those up and yeah mm-hmm. it was like the new art and I'm like nope <laughs> it, not the same man no not the same so yeah I'm going to give it a 6.5 I, I enjoyed it it was a great documentary it was pretty much done, I won't say on the cheap, but on the cheaper side of things. Like, hmm. And Scary bright- Stories We Tell in the Dark, the movie was your number three I love Three pick? Yeah, in, in yeah the I think it was second. Second? Yeah. yeah, I think it was high up. Wow. Yeah, it was up there, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I might, I might still check it out. Mm-hmm. 
Is that it for the ninth or? Uh, no, I also watched uh, Stage Fright. Oh, oh, nice. How great is this movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, it starts off zany. Like a, a play, a girl playing saxophone, sexy saxophone oh, yeah. during this play and a guy in a bird mask killing people. And it just gets zanier and zanier and the kills get better and better as it goes on. And there's still somehow tension that is like carried to the entire movie, even though it's kind of fucking ridiculous, like a guy in a fucking bird mask. But it's awesome. You're going to love it, man. Can you reenact that Popeye scene better than I can? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you give this one? Uh, I want to say an 8 or 8.5. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Oh, a little lower. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No no accounting for taste here. Yeah, I'm telling (laughs) you. What else did I watch? Yeah, Bobby's World that we talked about. Okay, cool. What'd you give him Bobby's World? Uh, it's a hard one to give because I kind of enjoyed it, actually. I didn't mind the characters. I liked every time he goes to a flashback. It's like a different monster if it's this different uh, scene from a movie. So I might give it like 6.5. Yeah. Which I think is what yeah. you gave it. Yeah. yeah. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Maddie's ratings. He's got the kind of the dance system where he raves about a movie and that's like a 6.5 and then... I'm not raving about Bobby's World. <laughs> I'm just saying I enjoyed it. I raved about like uh, Children of the Corn and gave it 8. I think okay, that's pretty enough, good. Fair enough. I uh, shit on Modern <laughs> Family and gave it 5, so... Um, okay, let's move on to the 10th. Uh, so this day I decided to do, instead of a double feature, I did a quadruple <laughs> feature. Is that, what the, is that the word? I don't think it's ever Qua- been a thing. <laughs> um, anyways, all these films are connected. I started off with, uh, from 1931, Frankenstein. Oh, awesome. Oh, okay. The James Whale classic. I keep on going back to this one every year because out yeah. of all the Universal Monsters, I feel like this one should be higher. I love the creature, the monster. Yeah, I love man. the design. He's one of my favorite monsters of all time. I love the ending. I just too. can never get yeah. behind the film fully. And I felt the same way this time. I don't know. Oh, again, I still really enjoy this. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's not hitting the highs that the Wolfman is for me. The invisible man yeah. is for me. Um, yeah. I, I still love the Gothic sets look great. The painted backgrounds. I love the, the black and white Boris Karloff is of course still fantastic as a monster. Um, I, yeah, I almost love the design of the character and his performance more than the movie itself. I feel like there's some stuff in the middle that kind of, like, I don't care about anyone other than Frankenstein and the monster. So when you add like the relationship stuff and those other side characters, it's just not as interesting to me. Um, that, that scene is still so effective. The tragic scene of the farmer coming to the the town, carrying his dead daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like it's missing the charm that is in some of the other, and I think you get a bit more of that in the sequel. That's missing in like the Wolfman and stuff, Dracula. Like it's more of the the most serious of the. the yeah. there's no like really fun kind of. <laughs> Frankenstein's not making quipping jokes. Characters and shit like in that. this. Well, no. he, Dracula's not either, but yeah. at least Belagosi kind of has that charm to him. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it. Whereas Frankenstein's monster doesn't. Um, I do love though the finale and the, and the windmill, the burning windmill. I think. Mm. Is still um, fantastic, and the way you, you, too, they just right? build make you feel really sympathetic for the, the that monster. That potentially is still my favorite scene of all mm-hmm. the. Yeah, of all the universal. It, it might be for most. Yeah, like, I, I think I. Yeah, that scene is. Yeah, that scene is better than most movie. Again, I just I find any time it's not Frankenstein the monster, I don't dig it. Like yeah. I think even some of the acting by some of the other side characters, like his girlfriend or, or wife or whatever, I. I don't know. Um, so I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of ten. So you've even—I think you've gone down on it. Yeah. No, I, 
Were you 7.5 last I time? I think you were 7.5 Maybe. last time. Um, yeah. So I did go up a tiny bit on Bride of Frankenstein, though, from 35. Yep. So I've talked about it again. I love the loudmouth housekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> she is so good in this. Um, it opens up with the father of the, uh, the the murdered child from the last film. He's seeking his revenge. And it's a pretty like, dark opening because he seeks revenge and ends up fucking dying. Yeah, right. And then his wife gets murdered on top of it. <laughs> yeah. So like, this, this whole family has been brutally murdered by the monster. Just cursed. I still really, really hate the scene. I know you didn't have a problem with it, but Dr. Pletorius, where he shows what he's done with... Oh, yeah, like the tiny... The mini yeah. It just feels so out of place yeah. from the rest of the film that's so like serious and i mean yes bringing dead people back to life with body parts is ridiculous yeah. but that just like it almost feels like a fantasy like a sinbad yeah. type film it doesn't mix in with the, the rest of these universal monster films don't you like fun man <laughs> I, I, don't, see, I, I don't find that fun though i just find it really like yeah like that uh, this is also so not one of my favorite scenes in the yeah. movie, like the comedy but. of it is even out of place from the, the right like this is a movie that definitely has comedy elements and i think the comedy in that scene is even different than like it's out of place from the rest of the comedy i feel it I definitely find. feels like oh we've got this cool effect we need yeah but i yeah. also like it's such a small scene to me that it yeah. doesn't really yeah it, I'm, again i'm not gonna say like i'm gonna remove a star from it but it's just yeah. a scene that like I wish they did not have, or they explained, you know, he, how he was creating life differently. Uh, the look of the monster, I feel, is not as good in this film. They kind of removed the black from underneath his eyes, I noticed. And this one, he has, like, more of a um, almost human-esque realistic look to him, whereas the other one, he's more monster. So I did kind of notice this time around. Um, but, yeah, there's some great moments in this one that I, like, this time around, I almost enjoyed this, this one more. This is the film where he, like, plays fiddle with that blind yeah, guy. Yeah, the blind, yeah. I, I was yeah. just mentioning that this, it's so charming where he, yeah. like, hears the, the music and he smiles and it's so, like, you just want to, like, give him a hug, man. You yeah. want to be friend Frankenstein's <laughs> monster. And, yeah, he goes into this the scene with the, the poor blind man and uh, it's just touching. It's touching scene, of course, but that even was kind of, like, depressing how it ends. This blind guy gets his, I don't know if I'm spoiling his house burnt down. <laughs> yeah, you say it quieter so it doesn't spoil it. <laughs> yeah, no one heard that, right? Yeah. Between me and you. <laughs> Frankenstein's barely in this film, I noticed, though. Like, again, the scientist Frankenstein. But Platorius mm. is kind of a, a decent, um, you know, he's like the evil version of Frankenstein. Where yeah. Frankenstein is not really an evil guy. He's just, you know, maybe obsessed with his work, whereas Dr. Platorius is an evil guy and he's willing he's to like... He's reckless. Yeah. Frank, Frankenstein is reckless, but this guy's actually... Platorius like is willing to kill people to get the parts kind yeah. of thing where I don't think Frankenstein would. Um, yeah, there's... Um, I mean, yeah, there's a scene where he digs up that 19-year-old girl yeah. too and has like no shame. Um, he's the true monster of the movie, I guess. <laughs> uh, the finale, again, I, I like, but I do feel it's over so quick. I mean, it's called The Bride of Frankenstein and you get like two minutes... If that, so I almost yeah. feel like it's it's like this big build up, and then like a lot of these old films, it's kind of rushed. Uh, so I'm going to give this one seven and a half pumpkins out of ten. I think that I always go back and forth which one I enjoy more. Like mm -hmm. the the Frankenstein has the classicness of the you create the board, uh, the, you know, creating this monster and the the classic and the the burning windmill and stuff. But then this one I think has a lot of like really really great scenes. So again, I still really enjoy these. It's not like I'm saying like they're five at it. You know, I, yeah. I watch them. I think I've watched them like three years in a row. And I, it's not like because <laughs> they're so short. <laughs> you can like bang off two in a day. This one's like an hour and twenty. Seventy-five minutes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I, I like them, but they're still not my favorite monster movies. I have two more Frankenstein films, but do you guys want to jump in and then I'll talk about them after? Uh, sure. What did I watch? Um, I've, I've got a Frankenstein film coming yeah, up yeah. as well. But I, I, I'll, go I'll, for I'll it. start 
first with uh, what I watched before that. And okay. Then we can go back to Frankenstein World. I watched uh, Carnival of Souls. Okay. Um, have you seen this one? Um, no. I watched that last year. I talked about it. Yeah, the, I want to uh, check it out. Criterion Blue. It's interesting. Yeah, it's super interesting. Like, it's basically opens with these two cars. They're going on a drag race, and they're one's with all these guys, and the other one's with three girls. The three girls get pushed off a bridge. They are underwater, can't find them, and then all of a sudden, this one one woman comes back up from the water, which is an amazing kind of scene where she comes up, and then. From that, she's kind of off. Now, you don't have any of the precursors. So you don't know if she, what she was exactly like before, but she wants to get out of this town as fast as she can. So she takes up this job as an organist uh, in another town at a church, and she goes there. And, and the whole movie has this amazing dreamlike quality to She'll it. Do it. Um, there's all of these amazing scenes in this old kind of amusement park that's been closed, it's almost got like German expressionism. You can definitely see. Um, I read afterwards that David Lynch, like this, was a big movie for him. Big influence. And you can see the seeds of that. Oh yeah. Well, you can see. Yeah, th- this story you can is kind of been you know done many times after this, this type of story. And I did find that some of the story while she's in the town fall apart there's these great scenes like when she's at the music park she goes and she's playing after hours organ and and she's supposed to be playing church hymns and she just goes off in these crazy things rock and roll organ and the priest freaks out about her event like grabs her hand but she's seen all these other images take hold because the whole time she's seen this these basically kind of ghost-like corpse people that are following around which are the most lynchian characters Mm -hmm. uh, ever uh, of of the whole film um, and there, this guy just keeps falling over, but there's more and more of them, and it's got a great end. But again, like some of the stuff, like with the lecherous neighbor that's there, she's almost like pushing her that she's this frigid, cold woman that you know doesn't like men. I, I found that stuff less effective and actually pulled me out of this kind of dream world. But still, even though there's all these things you can tell that have influenced it, it feels very one of a kind in a way. I'm, I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of ten. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like I, I gave it somewhere around then. Like I wasn't blown away by it as much as I hoped to be, but I liked a lot about it. Certain sequences were just incredible to me, but then it would kind of come back down to earth, which I think was the more it got structured in story the less I was interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, who directed this number? Herc Harvey, I think it was okay. his name. He, he basically didn't make anything else. Mm. So, um, outside of that, uh, from Stranger Things, I watched uh, episode uh, four through seven of the uh, first season. So uh, Plowed through it. I guess we'll talk about this when I get through uh, episode eight, but I just wanted it to count. So, <laughs> I don't know how else to bring it up and not spoil anything. So. You want to go back cool. to Frankenstein, buddy? Yeah, so I, I I followed up those with Young Frankenstein from 1974. Oh, so That's my I. next movie. Yeah. I got in shit for not loving this film. Uh-oh. And, uh, did did, did, oh, did wow. you change it all or no? No, I, I still do not love this oh, film. Oh, no. <laughs> I actually, I looked up, uh, who's the guy who plays Igor? Marty Feldman. Marty Feldman. 
I thought his eyes were like a optical illusion. No, like it's actually his effect. eyes. So I looked into it. Like he actually is. Oh, like wow. uh, I thought it was too. Yeah. So like it's kind of crazy, right? He's a perfect guy to play Igor. <laughs> Igor. And he has these comedic chops that like he should. He's not probably have. the best part. In he the is film, a, well, actually Gene Wilder is. So yeah, Gene Wilder too, is the right? best part in the whole movie for sure. Anytime Gene Wilder yells, yeah, I was howling. Even like uh, what's his face uh. Peter Boyle? Peter Boyle. When Peter Boyle is doing the, the dance number, it, put it on the red. I actually giggled. Like, it was almost like a belly laugh. What What a... I, I, like, I haven't seen this one in about 12 years or something, and, and previous to that, I'd only seen it once as a kid. Yeah. I remember it blowing me away, and actually, when we talked last year and you said it wasn't funny, I kind of went, oh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it wouldn't... Hold on. I watched this by myself, and I was laughing in the mm. basement the whole goddamn mm-hmm. movie terry gar is amazing madeline khan madeline khan scene at the train station is masterful yeah, yeah. the pauses and everything what well, watch watch my nails <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't know like there's yeah. there's no weak cast member in in no. this cloris leachman she has pretty much stayed the same age for the past like 40 years am i wrong in this <laughs> she's still yeah she's still alive she looks exactly she's the in same. raising hope that show i mentioned before and she kind of looks i exactly saw her like oh shit that's cloris leachman but like she should look younger shouldn't she yeah i love the frau bueller yeah, yeah. that joke was great right i i i love this movie yeah yeah I, it's interesting i i watched two movies that were what I consider classic before, and you never know. Mm. I'm not always revisiting. Sometimes actually goes the other way for me. This one didn't at all. I'm curious, what is your qualms with it? You just didn't like the story. You didn't like I did, the acting. I, I, well, the big thing is, I I still don't. The, the first like 20 minutes, half an hour, I was like, oh yeah, I was crazy. Like this is hilarious. But yeah. by the end, yeah, I just I just found a lot of it kind of got stale, and I didn't. I I don't think I laughed that much. I mean, there's definitely mm-hmm. a couple scenes I chuckled to myself, but like Marty Feldman doing the Groucho routine. By the time the, I got to Peter Boyle, fiance. like I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I didn't find oh, it that wow. funny. My biggest issue with it though is it feels too long. Like coming off of the other two films, and this mm-hmm. is like, it feels like it took those two films as like a blend of those two films with like a little bit of comedy added in. And it's like those films are, like you said, tight 60, 75 minute films. Yeah. This film is an hour and 45. And I think, like, I really felt that time. Like, oh, th- there's a lot of stuff from like. Is it an this hour and 20? Cut. No, I, thought, I think I it's an it hour like and 45. Short. It felt like an hour and a half to me. Uh, yeah, I definitely felt oh, that it's, extra. Oh, an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. Not, not, not 145 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, that, that's it's an extra half an hour. Like, think about it. Those other films did their story in just over an hour. This is an extra half an hour. You are right. They're putting both the stories. Yeah, it's an hour and it's an hour in in forty five. But it's combined the two. It's not like it's adding like the, it's like there is no Doctor Platorius. He is Frankenstein and Doctor Platorius. Yeah. Like, um, I, I don't know. I, I just I really felt that length. And by the last like half an hour, I was like, oh, just fucking end on. <laughs> wow. Um. So yeah, I, I still again there, there's things I like about it. I I was kind of enjoying most of it, but I, I yeah I didn't laugh that much and. Uh, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I enjoyed. I thought it looked great. I thought like all the characters did a. F- bang up job on it it's one of mel brooks's like mel brooks was kind of my i loved him as a kid like it, yeah uh, everything about it. this is this is i think his and blazing saddles i think are the two like pinnacles. i think mel brooks is not a guy for me no did you like blazing saddles no i didn't really like that uh, that much Spaceballs, i enjoyed as a kid but yeah. I, I don't know if i'll like space it as much boys uh, Spaceballs, i uh, will uh go out on a limb and say i like more than any of the star oh, yeah? wars movies 
Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. No one's going to agree with me. I, on no, that one. I thought you were going to say like Elaine J. Spaceballs more than like um, Young Frankenstein or Blazing Saddles. You'd be like, eh. no, I don't. Yeah, that's a bit of a rub. No, and, and but maybe Empire more. Yeah. But I, I probably would take Spaceballs over. <laughs> New Hope, New Hope, or Return of the Jedi, just because I like Mel Brooks. But he he keeps his Borscht Belt stuff, which occasionally the stuff that I I feel dates him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. There's very little of that. Like there's the nice knockers line, yeah. which which is still f- fucking hilarious. I thought that was actually kind of good, but too. It, it's because it's it, there's only peppered in, which with some of his other mm-hmm. movies that can override like History of the World. I remember being like all of that. Yeah, and by the time you get to Men in Tights and Try, like that's all they are yeah. is, is that sort of stuff uh, anyways this is an all time classic this is one of my favorite movies I'm giving it n- nine pumpkins oh wow Jesus. wow I was gonna give it 7.5 yeah uh, I'm gonna go six and a half Ooh. pumpkins for me so you went up a point five. did I? I think okay, so. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't yeah, know. It's, not, it's, not it's a, a classic. It's yeah. up there for comedies for me, and and it's grounded in a in a story that I find yeah. so interesting. But you have. Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks wrote this together. Yeah. Gene Wilder. Fuck, Gene Wilder. This, did this put him on the map or like... No, producers know. put him on the yeah, map probably. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Which is also great. The producers yeah. is great. But Mel Brooks had like such a run together, didn't they? Like, they it's really, crazy really how good did, that yeah. run was. And I guess mm. the only reason he agreed to do this one is if Mel Brooks wasn't in it because he was like, you won't fit into this era. So there's a lot of their comedians that they're used to using that weren't allowed to be in this movie. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, the only thing that kind of, like, it, it's interesting you say Marty Feldman is your favorite part because it's he's actually my least favorite part when he plays up to the camera is my least favorite aspect of the whole movie. And if he didn't do that, now I love, like, his groucher routine at the yeah. end is fucking it's uh, great, right? amazing. But when he does, and I, I, I just like, like the stuff, like he, the humor where it's like, Oh, let me grab your bags for you. And he goes to grab the bag, and it's like it's too heavy, so he puts that back and grabs the light one. And like, <laughs> he's like, he's I like amazing. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot. Of, that's the other thing with this movie. Watching it again is there are all of these details, like sight gags too. Sight like, gags that I didn't even you notice. Even clock on yeah. the first time, because I guess he was like Mel Brooks was obsessive about all of these little things, and you know, it's at this time still trying to prove himself. So it's not yeah. like. I'm sure if I watch Spaceballs, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, this is pretty. Yeah, he's trying. And again, there are some scenes like where they're actually like winking at the camera. Marty like, Feldman is yeah. like overplays the camera. Every time he just looks at the camera like, eh? <laughs> What's that, damn your eyes? He's like, eh? Too late. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so. Yeah, I get, again, like I don't hate I enjoyed it. It's it's a decent film for me. I'll watch it again. I've watched it twice in yeah. two years now. Which is crazy. To, force to me, if I don't, myself. if something's not like. Either I think I'm wrong, or it's an eight plus. I never watch again. Uh, I'd, I'd love revisiting films because if if you guys were like, oh, wrong turn. See if I had watched Wrong Turn, and you guys were going on and on for the next ten years about Wrong Turn, yeah. I'll probably go back and watch it because I'll think I'm maybe I missed something, yeah. and maybe I have. But I, I have no interest in seeing like kind of middle of the road. But again, yeah, for me, it's like you're not watching Cabin Fever. For me, again. it's like these all three of these films are films that like people consider some of the best. That's so it's true. Like, 
I feel like there's something that I missed or maybe I wasn't in the right mood, so I'm going to keep on watching them until they work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forcing on myself. I, at Kyle's 70th birthday, we're going to be there. He's like, I just watched Young Frank. I get it now. Oh, yeah. Put down the ribs. <laughs> Again, like that first half an hour, I was like, like there, there's some great stuff. Like, like you said, the train scene, the, the stuff where he first meets Igor. There was some stuff where I was like, uh, yeah, like I, I just might just wasn't in the right mood. But it, and I actually think just by the time, yeah, then by the time I, it hits, the, it just kind of goes on too long. This is your third Frankenstein movie of the day, right? Yeah, yeah, but that didn't have effect on but, the next mm, Frankenstein film. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I followed it up with uh, this. This I've always considered my favorite of all the Frankenstein films. It went down a little bit, but it may have went down a bit because it was my fourth Frankenstein fucking movie and a day in a row. Uh, so from 1957, Hammers, The Curse uh, of Frankenstein. Uh, Peter Cushing is there as Frankenstein. Christopher Lee is the monster. This Frankenstein is... Well, Hammer is great about doing, like, they have great sets and, and costumes mm. and all that cinematography. I mean, it doesn't have that really cool gothic... Um, feel that I you get in the other films, but it still looks good. But I love this version of Frankenstein. It feels like where's the Frankenstein in the first film, he's he's good, but he's not like this is the perfect Frankenstein for me where he's he's a mix of Frankenstein and Dr. Platorius. Like he's gonna go and kill people if he needs those part. He is like a not a nice Frankenstein. You do not want to see it work out for him by the end. And he's he's going too far and he's not gonna allow anything to stop him and it gets you know it goes further and further as it goes along. Mm. Yeah, I don't have too much more to say this about one, it. I mean it's, it's a bit more violent story. too, isn't it? There's a lot of violence in this um, one or not really. Yeah, again, that's insane. Like he will yeah. kill but this one instead, whereas the other one he's just trying to create life yeah. by bringing but this one he's trying to create the perfect monster. So it's like, well, I want a big strong body. Some painter just died or something, and let's go and pay and get his hands chopped off yeah. so he's trying to create like the perfect monster which I, I thought is kind of fascinating and again he's willing to go like i don't know if i'm spoiling too much but there's like he has like a really smart scientist over at his house and he wants that brain <laughs> so he's gonna do whatever it takes to get it I, I just think that to me is like the most fascinating version like the mix of the, the frankenstein and dr platorius because like i said I, I almost found dr platorius more fascinating in the in bride of frankenstein and this is like all that in, in the Frankenstein. So, and Peter Cushing, like that guy. When I every time I watch a movie, his he's he's probably one of my favorite actors of yeah. all time. Yeah, like, he's amazing. So I remember this as a kid. This is one I wanted to revisit. Mm-hmm. We talked. Yeah, it's about Hammer Horror, and I was like, I've definitely seen yeah. this. Is one I remember as a kid, but I, I don't remember Christopher Lee at all. Yeah, he's he's the Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, but I remember yeah, Peter yeah, Cushing. Yeah. yeah. Well, Christopher Lee, you wouldn't, I mean, he's bandaged most of the movie. And, but I don't even remember yeah. that aspect of this. Like, mm-hmm. all the other aspect goes to the 30s one that I watched. Yeah. yeah. And then this one, I think I think Peter Cushing is Frankenstein, <laughs> what, like, up until a few years ago when I rewatched everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm 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 really curious to, to well, go back and see yeah this. I've, I have a bunch of, I'm hoping I'll, I'll get them in time. I ordered a bunch of other Hammer films and I have the Mummy yeah. and Dracula I'm going to watch. Hammer, I would say they're just as good and arguably in some cases better than the Universal Monster. I know the Mummy is definitely better. Which um, is the weakest of the of the, the Universal. Yeah. But I, I think I might put this either on the same level or better than those other ones. Like I wonder if I watched this first, if it would have even been higher. Even the monster, I like kind of look in this. He's like he doesn't look like Frankenstein's monster, don't get me wrong. That's like kinda like, yeah, I love that look. You can't really. But this looks like a dead thing creation yeah. back to life. Like he does not look nice. But yeah, I'm going to go seven and a half pumpkins out of 10. So same same as 
Bride. Bride. But again, yeah. I, if I was doing like ranking them, I don't. I remember a lot of the sequels are, are pretty good too for this series. Like, uh, they, yeah, Hammer did a lot of great stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, those are my Frankenstein. I, I did two other movies, but I'll let you guys jump in. <laughs> yeah, I just pretty much I got into the uh, Bob's Burger uh, game, and I watched uh, Fortnite that we talked about last week. Nice, kind of fun. Uh, I watched uh, Tina and the Real Ghost. Yep. And I watched uh, The Haunting. Haunting. The, the Haunting. Haunting. I think The Haunting might be my favorite. Uh, well, no, actually. Full bar. Full, full bar. Full bar. But it was still pretty great. So uh, I'm going to, yeah, we'll give them all seven. Yeah, I think I think Haunting, I remember yeah. being my second favorite as well. But mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to get through them this year yeah. as well. I just haven't had the chance yet. Um. So I think this is both of yours. This is a movie that you both really, really dig from 1976, Burnt Offerings. Oh, um, nice. Uh, Dan Curtis movie, mm-hmm. uh, and I've liked Dan Curtis's stuff, but all like right now, my favorite has been the Night Stalker. So the burnt offerings is his family; they're trying to find a summer home. They come across mm-hmm. this crazy, giant, beautiful home, and it's super cheap. And Oliver Reed thinks something's fishy he's awesome in this and karen black is pushing and pushing and pushing and the only catch is you have to look out after the grandmother that's upstairs the people that sell the house to them uh burgess meredith and uh i can't remember who else why would you ever believe these guys (laughs) so bonkers i love all of that beginning uh scene a lot they also move in with their aunt who's played by betty davis who is you know the the classic Mm. film star uh, who's awesome in this um, the house basically just can kind of repair itself. And as the season goes on and they're there, it gets more and more power. Yeah, it's almost like an old, dirty, kind of decrepit house, and it, it's almost becoming a newer house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's still beautiful inside, yeah. but it, it gets more and more gorgeous. It's revitalizing and, and itself. Uh, yeah, as, as the season goes on. But also it's affecting, without spoiling too much, the people... Inside, like Oliver Reed is losing, losing the, his mind. The, the pool with the sun is oh, it's hilarious. Awesome. <laughs> um, that scene is uh, disturbing and hilarious yeah. at the same time. The only thing for me, this felt a little long, a mm. little bit stretched out. I also feel like Dan Curtis seems like a great TV director. Well, is this a TV movie or no? It's not a TV okay. movie. No, it feels mm-hmm. very much See, like t- a TV that's movie. A, that's like a plus for me. Yeah. <laughs> The problem is the TV movies would be, I think, more economical in in how they were telling the story and the length. So I feel like, and this is how I I've kind of felt about watching some of his. Yeah, because you didn't like a trilogy of terror either, which is considered, you know, by most to be the best. Anthology. Yeah, like I like the one segment quite a bit in trilogy yeah. of terror. Everyone's favorite one with the the doll. Zudi Felstal was was okay too, but I, yeah. I didn't love it as much as I think most people. Yeah, um, I still thought there was a lot to like about this. I just wished you had a director that was maybe a little bit more engaging in terms of their style. Yeah, I, I could see that. I don't know. There's something about his style that I just works for me. I, I don't know. Just when I think of the '70s TV film, and I guess this isn't one, but I just think mm-hmm. of his style of films and I don't know I like that uh, like again Night Stalker I checked last yeah. year I gave it eight pumpkins like I yeah. and I, I I felt like that strongly but Night Stalker is 30 or 40 minutes less than this yeah, yeah. this needed to be 30 I, minutes I, less I didn't actually realize I'm looking at the time now I didn't realize mm-hmm. it. to me I always thought it was an hour and a half but 
Um, How long is it? Two hours? Two hours. Two oh, hours. wow. Uh, if this is an hour and a half, yeah, it would. I'd probably give it a full pumpkin more. A full, <laughs> full pumpkin more. You give it one girthy guard I'm going to still give it seven pumpkins out of ten. I, I really liked it. It was just the length. I remember in the middle being like, they kind of replayed this scene with her upstairs. Yeah. Or things seem to stretch. Hmm. like the, And he's not a great director when it terms of cutting and putting pieces together. He's great at location. Like he's he's amazing yeah. at getting you feel like you're in that space. But uh I'm sure Dan Curtis is dead now, so I'm I'm sorry Dan <laughs> Curtis, but yeah, I I think I've 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 kind of got it. I love like the the scenes though where it shows like the house repairing itself, like how they did all those effects were pretty amazing. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. And even like the subtle effect, like the light bulb not working and then working. And just even the, the the finale is like perfect. The finale and, is bonkers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just I love all that build up. It all works for me. Like as you're slowly watching Oliver Reed slowly become crazy and crazy. Yeah. The mother becoming more possessed. The older um, Betty Davis it's becoming old, uh, decrepit this, and honestly, sicker. Honestly, the and, Betty Davis scene where she's re- basically her death scene for an actress that at one point was like the Hollywood actress to put herself out there in her old age like that. Amazing. Anyways. Super yeah. good. I, it, I, it may grow on you. I remember, like, I think I, when I initially saw it, I think I gave it a seven or something, too, and then it went up. And I think every time I've watched it, it's went up a little bit more. But it again, they kind of double play these things, and it kind of drives me crazy. And I remember seeing, oh, this is kind of the same setup around the house again. Yeah. So there's just hmm. like TV sort of like fallback things to save money. The guy didn't make it. Someone should have whispered in his ears, like, "Hey, man, if it's an hour and a half, you can still release it as a full-length movie. It doesn't matter." <laughs> yeah, because Dark I don't, Shadows. I don't remember any of that. Like, I don't remember it feeling long. But yeah, maybe I'll. Yeah, I don't know if I'll get to it again this year. But I yeah, if it was an hour and a half, he could have. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, I went out there. I watched a lot. It's a long a, one for you. yeah. I, I, that's one of my favorite um, haunted house his movies. Trick. <laughs> Yeah. Next up, Salem's Lot. Check it out. It's awesome. <laughs> I have Salem's Lot on my list. We'll see if I get to it. I keep on like, uh See how close you and Adam are come the last yeah. week. You got more? Yeah. So I uh, did another movie set on Halloween, Trick Ooh. or Treat from 1986. Is that the one with the uh, record? Oh, yeah. This is the heavy awesome. metal horror. Uh, so we have this outcast kid in high school. He gets picked on. He's in a heavy metal. Everyone thinks he's a weirdo. And uh, he's a skid man. No one likes these skids. He's got the bullies that pick on him. Uh, he's a big fan of the, this heavy metal uh, singer. Um, Sam, is it Sammy Hager? No, it's, it's uh, Sammy Kerr. Yeah, is the 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 rock star in this? Anyways, he finds out that the rock star has died in a hotel fire, but he's friends with uh, the the guy that runs the local radio station, and that guy was friends with Sammy Kerr. So he's like, I happen to get his last single here i was gonna play it on halloween but here you take the record it's yours he would have you wanted you to have it. you know you know you're a big fan um this kid like worshiped this guy he's like you know i got a tape of it to play on halloween anyways the kid gets the record and he starts fooling around with it and he hears like a message when he plays it backwards and it like hints like it has these kind of like yeah hidden messages in there and he takes those messages and he uses them at school to like get revenge on the bullies and it works out and he's like ah oh, like this awesome. record was made for me. There's messages hidden in there for me. And it gets to a point where he starts and actually play it backwards. And the record's playing backwards on its own. He's actually communicating with this, this guy through the, through the grave. But the heavy metal ghost starts 
going further and further and he's going to murder people and he's going too far and people that aren't in the bullies are getting killed and everything and man this film is fucking incredible it's like, awesome have you do you remember have you watched it recently uh not recently i think we watched it like eight ten years ago uh gene simmons is uh ozzy makes appearance and ozzy osbourne is in is as a preacher which is yeah amazing. he's commenting on like how horrible heavy metal music yeah. is and how it's all about sex and selling sex and all that um it's got really cool 80s effects like there's just great stuff in there there's great stuff where he pisses mm. off the guy and he's in his room and he's trying to like break the record and he starts you know fucking destroying stuff in his room and then his mom comes to the door and he's like go away mom and then the record though is use is using his voice to say like come in mom come in or something like there's some really cool stuff awesome, and yeah the effects and the gory kill scenes like there, there's some really gooey stuff like he um he gives the kid I just, a... It's the guy that made everybody. The effect's got to be good. <laughs> Is it seriously? I didn't realize that. It's this cult classic that like everyone wants on Blu-ray. I've, like, never, I've never seen this. There's like a handful of movies that have not made it to Blu-ray. I think there is a German one, but this is one of the big ones, and it's like some rights issue. I don't know if it's with music or what. Yeah. Screen Factory's been trying to get it forever. Cause like Every time they bring up... You know, announce the movie, everyone's like, ah, bring, release Trick or Treat. But yeah, there's a scene where like, he gives the tape to the bully and uh, that you know Sammy Kerr made... But the girl listens to it and it starts like she goes into this like almost hallucinatory like sexual fantasy thing, but it ends up like melting her ears and all this shit. And there's like gooey, gory effects yeah. and like and and the, there's a big uh, finale at a Halloween party at the end. Like, oh man, th- this movie kicks so much ass. I forgot how good it was. Again, it yeah. sucks that the only way I'm watching it is a shitty full screen DVD. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. um, I, I can see YouTube. this. I don't know if that's yeah something. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if they might have like the Blu-ray, the German Blu-ray transfer, yeah. but. I'm going to give this one eight pumpkins out of 10. I can even maybe even go 8.5. I think this is the one, like, if it had a Blu-ray, this would be going up more. Like, I think it's great. You are seeing some gems in this one, eh? Well, it's all these these shitty ones that I'm digging. (laughs) No, not that this is shitty. Like, this is, uh, I I think this just has such a cool idea, and it's all done really well. And it's, again, it's got the whole, the kid dealing with the bullies and, like, well, get revenge, but then realizing that, you know, going too far and dealing with that. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's fascinating from, like, you know, like a character study of this kid going through this shit in school and and bullies and, and horror and heavy metal. And uh, it's fucking great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I totally recommend Trick or Treat from 1986 if you haven't seen it. Um, so I watched Marianne's... Season f- episode four? Episode four, because there's not going to be another season. Uh, another really solid, really creepy... The witch, the way they bring the witch in and out of this... Is fucking great. So you're on episode four and it hasn't stopped off. No, like it has been pretty. I don't think it's staunch. up to the level. The it opens so strong, but I there's a couple that are there's the next episode. My I think is my favorite. But yeah, it's it's great. I I highly recommend this. No, awesome. did sorry, did you finish it yet or no? Like the whole. Series? I've got one more episode, so I okay. I I'll probably talk about it a little. Bit I get. More I guess I'm curious. Like, does it end that story? You're gonna be left on a cliffhanger. No, I think it's gonna fuck up. Because if it ends on a cliffhanger, then I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I hate that shit. Nothing bothers me more than uh, other, loving a show. And other than if it uh, maybe there's something like I could see it being open ended around certain aspects that mm-hmm. I'd be okay. But I feel like Netflix is is just fucking all of these things up right now. Imagine like watching a, an amazing movie. It's two and a half hours long. You get to the two hour mark, and someone comes and shuts it off and says, "Nope." You're not seeing that ending. You're done. That's where, like, those kind of shows, as good as they are, just why bother? I don't know. 
Yeah, like... But like you said, like, if it at least ends that story and it leaves some things open-ended, that's fine. But if, like, it literally movies. ends... Yeah. Like, some great movies are... Like, we'll see. Like, the ride has been so good. Hmm. I'll honestly... This has probably been the, the thing that's creeped me out more than anything I've watched. Oh, yeah? That good, eh? Yeah, I really, really like it. Uh, hmm. We'll see how it ends. Yeah, I gotta get into it. Because my least favorite episode might be, and we'll get there, <laughs> probably is the one I just watched, which was still really good, but, yeah. you know, maybe, you never know, maybe they're just saving a bunch of stuff. Anyways, uh, and then I watched Grimm, season one, episode 11. Uh, again, you know, this is, this is a show I'm going to be watching a, a lot. This one almost turns into, like, you see all these rare coins that these people are all hunting down. It kind of gets into the lore of the show more. Um, it, it, it's, it definitely plays out the big kind of foggy atmosphere of all these people ascending down on the town. Uh, yeah, I, I really like this one. This one, I, I'll, give, I'll give Seven Pumpkins. Oh, awesome. Uh, another kind of like solid episode. Grim episode. <laughs> I'm curious what the uh, other double feature of your uh, well, no, the, yeah, the, the quadruple is a four Frankenstein. So the last two uh, films don't really connect. Um, I guess like try this, to this might have this might have take place in Halloween. I guess. Um, so I watched uh, a film that uh, I fucking love. Um, one of my favorite Tim Burton films from 1999, Sleepy Hollow. Oh, oh yeah, I like Sleepy Hollow quite a bit. I saw this in theaters, and every time I watch it, it it's it's long. I admit that, um, mm. but I didn't feel it this time. I don't know, like. I, I really dig it. I know people have a problem that it, it almost is too complicated with like the mystery and why this, the Headless Horseman is killing people. Then you have flashbacks of Johnny Depp and his mother is a witch and it doesn't really matter and we don't need that, but whatever, it's Yeah, fine, I like all that cool. stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, this is like one of the best looking films it of all time. It has atmosphere for days. It is so fucking beautiful and, and oh, the cast, it's like mm-hmm. every it's like every awesome name actor is in there. You got uh, Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I love Jeffrey Jones. It, it sucks that he's a terrible person in life. Can we just cut yeah. that part? I, I love Jeffrey Jones. I love Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> no, but as an actor, like anytime he's in a film, he's usually great, right? Uh, you got Michael Michael Gould or is it Michael Go? Michael Go, I think. Uh, Ian McDermott, Christopher Walken, Christopher Lee, of course Johnny Depp, Christina Ricci. Uh, who's the Otho from Beetlejuice? What's that actor's name? Oh. Anyways, it's just like the star-studded cast. I love the look of the headless horseman. The kills mm-hmm. are fucking fantastic. Like I forgot how bloody this is. It's a pretty bloody movie too, yeah. isn't I it? I love that the comedy all works for me. The silly comedy that you know sometimes I don't mm-hmm. enjoy. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's not perfect, but it's pretty fucking close. Like, I love this movie. I, I don't have really too many faults with it. I I, I remember mm. the end when I rewatched this for, like, maybe five or six years ago for one of these Shocktobers. The end felt like it was rushed. And I remember reading about this and how he basically was told, like, you need to get this movie finished. Hmm. Oh, it was rushed. Yeah, and it was actually It's weird because I'm trying to think. Yeah. Like, I, I like the ending. I'm trying to think of... It it just feels a little bit over the top, like actiony for the type of movie. Yeah, it like what well, it ends in a windmill, which right away because I just watched Frankenstein. Yeah. It even it's actually like the same style windmill, I believe. Like I don't, I didn't mind that. It, I, and it's not like too long either. It's not like a twenty minute action scene. Like it's. It just felt like for hmm. me, I remember thinking this doesn't feel like the same movie in terms of pacing or or hmm. what they were setting up. Uh, it felt like that was. Everything else about this didn't feel 90s to me. It didn't feel like dated to a, a time period, and that was that was it. 
Okay. I, but I, I've also like I, I really, really like this, like this more than I thought most people do because it's not. I think really... it's one of Burton's best. Like I, I'm trying to think of what I would put over it. Maybe I would. Beetlejuice is fantastic. I would put this probably over the Batman films, even though I like them a lot. Mm. Um, Edward Scissorhands. I like this more than Edward Scissorhands. I like it more than Frank and Weenie. Yeah, I know. It's... Uh, Planet of the Apes. Oh, <laughs> that was the downfall. Of... I think that was the first where Tim Burton started to falter, wasn't it? Yeah. Was this pre or post? Because this, this, this is this is this is the one just before that. Uh, oh, this came out before Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Are you no? Yeah. This this came out the two years before Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. Let's see. No, Planet of the Apes came out two years after. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. You're right. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I thought it came after. Him. I Idiot. Thought this, I thought this was one of those films, like one of the few that he did after that was actually any good. Uh, anyways, I'm gonna give Sleepy Hollow an 8.5 pumpkins Ooh. out of 10. I love this movie. Every couple years I watch it, I, I love it. And it's again, it's a perfect. If this perfect. has not made my October recommendations, I um, it's definitely going on my next year. Next it, one. It probably has though. But again, uh, does it connect? I think it does because I think it takes place on Halloween. Like there's definitely yeah. jack lanterns and pumpkins. The headless horseman is yeah. pretty much. The one guy oh, tries yeah. to tease him by putting on the mm-hmm. the suit and throwing the flaming pumpkin at him. Uh, Casper Van Dien, whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> um, yeah, great movie. Is that awesome. it for the 10th? Or? That's it for me. That's it. Cool, we are on to the 11th. All right, so uh, I'm going to crack one open and uh, watch Hair High. That's what I started with. Um, Hair High is from 2004 with Bill Plimpton. What the fuck? <laughs> Have you never heard of this? No. B- Bill Plimpton. So he's in this kind of like cult animator that's been outside of the system of like any sort of animation school. And most of them are kind of like whacked out stuff. I've seen a, a couple shorts before. So I was very curious to see something. It's got like Sarah Silverman, Dermot Mulroney, Beverly oh, D'Angelo, awesome. both the Carradine brothers, Martha Plimpton, Tom Noonan. Justin Long, Michael Showalter. So, like, all of these actors voice... That's crazy. ...for, like, a fairly, like, I would imagine, super low budget. Like, I'm pretty sure he produced this himself it was with his own studio, Plimp Dunes. <laughs> and it's... So, sorry, is this an animated movie? It's an animated okay. movie. So, he, he's this animator that's kind of like this... I don't know if he's, like, Crumb or, or what, but he's kind of on his own on little the, uh, world. So, it's... Uh, it's a gothic 50s high school comedy uh, with that has a love story triangle. There's like the prom king guy and his girlfriend and this new kid comes to the school who's kind of nerdy and everyone has these ridiculous like crazy hair things. But instantly he makes the new kid the girl's slave um, and she takes advantage of him in all these crazy ways. They're just basically horrible to this kid but then slowly the you know it's kind of classic story the the nerdy kid and the prom queen they kind of fall for each other and they they you know basically are a couple and then the prom king murders them sends them off into the the sea and then they come back and they go to prom the next year as, as skeletons and come you know come back from the grave and oh. and haunt everybody. Uh, the animation style is is kind of crazy. It's to, it's like a more garish Ren and Stimpy or something like that. Um, super interesting. The story, like I know it's supposed to be like just a straight up satire of the all these st- stories. Yeah, like strange tales and shit like that. Yeah, kind of like Grease 
meets something or other. Tales from the Crypt? <laughs> but that kind of dragged a little bit for me where I, I, I really appreciated all of the style. It's just like a, style. A, a G movie, a PGR? I'm sure it's probably like PG-13 at least or P, or maybe R. Like th- there's animated, you know. Yeah, but like, I, I, when I hear like Sarah Silverman, I assume it's just kind of uh, her doo-doo mouth <laughs> like it's a little bit raunchy in that case but not over yeah. the top in that direction like there's clearly a voice anyways i'm gonna give it 6.5 pumpkins okay. it's it's uh definitely interesting i'm more curious this wasn't this is his only horror movie or like horror s yeah. movie yeah it's kind of like grease times Carrie or something that seems so it seems so strange to me um yeah. It it is really strange. Uh, it's not his most herald movie, so I'll mm-hmm. probably check out some of his other stuff. Cool. Uh, cool. I did, I'll just jump in. I did one really quick uh, Halloween special. It's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown from '66. Awesome. Um, yeah. Again, I know you guys love this one, and this yeah. is another one that I just keep enforcing on myself. Um, I just did your kids watch this one with you? Yeah, they they like it. They always want to put it on, and Becky always wants to put it on, and by the end, they're wandering off. They're bored. Becky's left the room. Charlie Brown, I mean, just, I understand it doesn't, kids these days, like, it's it's too fucking slow for them. Mind you, they, the part I really hate, the Snoopy part, they They liked, and they were, like, laughing their head off when he's, like, flying around. Right. Which is also my least favorite Mm -hmm. part, I'd say. Yeah, I I don't know, like, I like, again, like, the Red Baron, I don't understand what any of that has to do with Halloween, and it takes me out of it. I don't want to see, like, him doing a war scene and, you know, whatever. Um, the Halloween stuff is fun, though. I, I just again, I love the Christmas special, but the Halloween special for some reason just never does it for you. Eh? Does it for me? I'm gonna still give it a six, six and a half pumpkins out of ten. Oh, really? Still yeah. up there, eh? It's still like it, again. There's stuff I like. I like. I mean, mind you, I still feel bad. Now, I don't. And what is the message of that show? Like <laughs> that life sucks, and like no matter what you are, sh- shit's gonna. Like Charlie Brown's a decent guy, and yet. He gets rocks where all the, while that twat, what's her name, Lucy? <laughs> Language. Yeah, <laughs> she's such like a bitch the whole show, and like the whole show, it's her being a, a prick to everyone, and she gets like tons of candy. Like, what is the message of this show? Life's not fair. <laughs> I, yeah, like that's almost what it seems like. I haven't watched this one. I, I watched it in my early twenties, I think, when I was in college, and that's the last time. So I, I have like fond memories. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of bullies him, like, oh, can we use your you for uh, to do the jack lantern? And then they fucking draw and permanent black marker on the back of the kid's head it's, it's cruel man <laughs> i feel someone got picked on is, when he was a kid <laughs> that might be i was gonna say isn't that freaking back real life <laughs> yeah. the, the, not even joking the only person that picked on me in high school was you wasn't me all the time um it's weird we became friends it's kind of um, odd <laughs> it's kind of weird that you were the bully yeah it's kind of uh-huh. weird <laughs> You were like you looked like Charlie Brown. You were like a bald motherfucker. Yeah, maybe I was like a, a with your, on your you. suspenders on. And I still wear them at the brewery. Actually, yeah. you were not cool. Like it's weird. <laughs> I was cool. Not I was that, super not that cool. I was cool either. But anyways, you were a weird bully. But yeah, anyways, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't get what the uh, message of the show is. But I, I like the Halloween elements. But again, the, the Baron stuff takes up like half of that, and I don't like that stuff. So yeah, and it, it's kind of like a build up, and you never get it with the the Great Pumpkin. Either like I, I kind of wish something. He came wanted up. like like a, like a monstrous. Yeah, that's kind of. I want to see something like come out of that, you know. But anyway, what else would you watch, Manny? I, I don't know what year it's from because I kind of got discombobulated this week. But uh, before I wake, the uh, Flanagan number. I think it's twenty fourteen, maybe. Have you guys seen this? Yeah, I have. No, it's it, is it newer than that? Isn't it? 
I, I, oh, it, I, th- I thought it was like... That's like the, the one uh, that like came out in Canada. Like it got released and then like the States didn't get it to like last year or something. Like really? If, you, if you're going by best of the year, it would count as a 2019 movie for the States. Really? Whereas we had the Blu-ray like in 2017 or something, I think. Yeah, yeah. I would I would have clocked this as like a... Or, well, like mid-aughts. It's 20, 2016 movie. So yeah, like I think it got a limited release and then it got a Canadian straight to Blu-ray release, but the States didn't get it till last year on Blu-ray and oh, it never had like... crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because I would have said this at least 10 years old. Anyways. I think it was filmed then. That that may be... Sorry, uh, the U.S. got it 2018, January 2018, whereas it's a 2016 movie. I think it might have been filmed in 2014 because, like, Jacob Tremblay, I think, is the kid, right? Yeah. From Room, and he shot this before Room, and then Uh, it just... No one released it. Like, it just just stayed in limbo. Well, I I thought it was still... Yeah, I thought, like, it was a 2016... I actually... I think it got released here, but I think it was filmed in 2014. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways, I'm curious what you thought of this. Yeah. I thought, what an interesting premise. What a, a cool idea of like uh, the exact uh, Nightmare on Elm Street reversed in a weird way. Right. I thought the actual idea of these dreams coming alive, but yeah, the monsters didn't quite do it for me. There's something uh, I've been meaning to, I got, the, I picked this up at the dollar store. Ooh la la. Um, anyways, it's uh something didn't click right like it just seems like what an interesting premise but it just didn't even like the uh mom and the uh, husband didn't quite work for me no neither neither thomas jane or kate um i don't usually ever like kate bosworth has she been good in anything i know i don't she always seems so bland and she was okay and still alice is like a daughter that's supposed to be kind of bland and forgettable yeah so i don't know there were some great moments that really drew me in, but there were some moments I'm just like, okay, I just didn't quite follow it all the way through. Even the ending kind of sucked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I remember I probably would have given this like five pumpkins when if yeah, I Yeah, I'm giving it six because yeah. I kind of like the idea of it. The idea but, is why... That and because I found it at the dollar store. For, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, uh, the if you don't want nature. that Blu-ray, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll buy that off you. You'll go like 100% more than what you paid for it, two bucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it just was one of those things where I don't go back. Like I thought about watching it during Shocktober and I was like, I really didn't enjoy this. Why yeah, am I going to do I, this? I haven't seen it just because I haven't heard anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Every review is kind of been like, yeah, it's okay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I don't want to waste time. I, it was the one I my would least ra- favorite. Flanagan. I would rather watch the yeah. um, his first film that I, I have on my list to watch. Out. Absentia. Absentia. Yeah, Before I want to see that. that. I haven't seen that one either. That that's actually, what, I did get that's from the, one the, uh, the uh, walk through tunnel in the uh, neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like have you seen it? I watched it ages, ages ago. I got it from the library. And I was. Are you going to watch? Um, the the haunting. Of I don't think so. I'm probably going to do Marianne before I do that. I think I've heard. I heard from the Bly House. It's like it's great, but it is more of gothic romance. That that there's not the horror. It's even way less horror. Like there's barely horror in this this yeah. this uh, season. But I've heard it's still good. But no. Uh, so after that, I watched a classic Canadian production. From the 80s, The Peanut Butter Solution. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> uh, this was a movie I must have watched like way too many times as a child. I remembered everything, and I probably hadn't seen it since like 1990. There are several different scenes in this movie that stick out to me when he gets his wig pulled off. Yeah. 
And when the kid puts the peanut butter on his uh, nether regions, and well, it grows I was going to joke his genitals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because oh, wow. I guess it grows hair. So huh. the kid's like, "I know what I'm going to do." Have you ever it. seen this cow? No. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, I wonder. I saw Explorers earlier this year, and this was kind of a similar sort of thing mm-hmm. where I know this has more problems than I I'd like to admit because it's bringing me so much joy watching it. But this one is also like so that Quebec production that they did in English in the mm. 80s that is unlike anything else. It's crazy. I'm going to give Peanut Butter Solution seven pumpkins. Oh, yeah? It kind of holds up, eh? There's just like weird, creepy elements to it. Like basically by the end, this man, their art teacher kidnaps all these kids and they're harvesting this kid's hair because what happens is he goes into this house, scares himself with a fright that he loses all his hair out of nowhere and then he, the ghosts visit him and teach him this peanut butter solution that'll grow the hair back, but he puts too much on, and then the hair just keeps growing and growing and growing. It's just like a fucking crazy yeah. idea. Also, the poster that has just come out with the new release is one of the most amazing looking things ever. So that's what I watched second. Awesome. So I also watched um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. I forgot how good this movie actually is. You kind of forget because Nightmare on Elm Street kind of turns really weird. Like it went from like awesome to Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, which is a bit odd, a bit queer. <laughs> I don't know how, how to say this. But Part 3 goes back to the original like uh, premise of him just like taking over children's dreams. And there was so much great practical effects in it. I feel like I've, I've never seen this one. Yeah, it, you would. Uh, it could have got lost in all the other sequel nonsense that's about to come my way. But three is actually good. It has like um, multiple children living in an insane asylum. Because I guess what's happening in this town is all these kids are just killing themselves. Like she walks into this one room where all these teenagers are just swinging from the rafters. What a great scene of seeing all these bodies just hanging. So I guess there's a string of suicides on, uh, I forget what town it is, but what have you. And all these uh, six kids realize they have superpowers when they sleep. So they all bend together and they have to take on Freddy. Freddy. And it just looks great, man. Yeah. Have you seen this? Nightmare 3? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I've fucking seen it. Uh, Yeah, it's good. It's probably the last. It's the first one, like part one and two are horror films. Yeah. That's the third ones where they kind of started adding the comedy. I would still call it a horror film. But it's still, yeah, like it's it's before... It mm-hmm. goes too far with the, mm-hmm. the comedy. Yeah, it, there's even this one great scene where he. Uh, it could be argued it's the best of. There's the series. this kid who's a puppeteer. He actually like slices his arms open and uses like uh, arteries to like make him walk off the edge of a building. Huh. Yeah, it's cool, man. I'm actually going to give it seven point five. Like I didn't think I would wow. like this so much, but I'm in it. Cool. Uh, so I um, followed up. Uh, it's a great pumpkin. Charlie Brown was just a kid's film. One I've been wanting to watch. Like I've been, I'm buying all these like kids films that I grew up with <laughs> to force on my kid. And like I'm always like, yo, let's watch this. And they're like, no, they go and watch like Hotel Transylvania for the tenth time. And I'm like, That's, <laughs> uh, that movie sucks. Like, what? Let's watch let's Monster watch Squad. <laughs> so um, this was Spaced Invaders from 1990. Do you remember this? I remember as a kid watching this and never finishing this. Okay, because hmm. it should be a great movie. The aliens look great. I just could never yeah, get to the end. I, I could see that. I mean, that's my problem with it. Yeah. The aliens are so like I love the alien design. I read up like I guess it had like a no budget. So like the aliens when they talk, their mouths don't even move. Yeah. To, like because they didn't have 
enough budget to make their mouths move to the, the wings. But I love the design of the aliens. They're so cool. And, and the voice are kind of funny. Like the one guy's doing like the Jack Nichols. Well, yeah. that was my Jack Nicholson. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good though. <laughs> um, and then the other guy, I forget. Like they're they're kind of doing like knockoff of famous celebrity They're pretty voices. much doing like, like Ninja Turtles, aren't they, at one point? Yeah, pretty much. But anyways, it opens up. There's a big war going on in space. There's a robot that disintegrates one of them. That's kind of a cool effect. Um, anyways, they end up uh, hearing uh, they're, they're broadcasting War of the Worlds and they get confused and think that, you know, their aliens are invading Earth and they're going to go join the fight. Um, they crash land there, but then they realize, obviously, it was just a radio play and then they're trying to get home. And then there's their robot, the evil robot trying to, to kill them all off. Um, See, so yeah, all, all the, like, the character creature designs great, but yeah, everything else, it's it's... <laughs> It's one of those 90s family movies that, like, the acting is so bad, the writing is so bad. Like, it's just very cheesy. Yeah. Um, I still had fun with it, though. I mean, it does take place on Halloween. Of course, they land on Halloween. So there's some there's some fun stuff in there, and the, the aliens are fun. But, yeah, I don't have much to say, but I'm going to give it six pumpkins out of ten. Six, eh? I asked my son if he liked it. He's like, eh. <laughs> the alien looks cool. <laughs> That's pretty much every time I get him to watch something. Eh. <laughs> Oh, you might need to up your game, though. <laughs> You're a space invader. It's like, eh. You're going deep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I you think need to start playing the hits. For Halloween, uh, though? Like, there's yeah. not that many good family Halloween I guess movies. Mr. Boogity's a bit too much for no, him right we've, now. No, we, well, we've watched those. We've watched the yeah. Goosebumps. He likes Goosebumps. Oh, okay. I think he liked Boogity. But, yeah, I'm trying to find, like, the, the ones that no one else, you know, like, yeah. who's talking about space invaders? Yeah. Actually, to be honest, I bought it. It just got like a special edition Blu-ray from Kino. So <laughs> awesome. I'm kind of excited to dive into the making of, to be quite honest. That actually might be fun. Yeah, just hearing how they yeah, have you should this. watch that this month. <laughs> <laughs> Would it count? <laughs> Anyways, uh, what, do you, what else you guys got? Um, so I watched The Driller Killer from 1979. Oh, awesome. uh, the Abel uh, Ferrer. <laughs> have you guys seen this? Uh, no. ages every ages time like ago. Arrow put out and every time they have a sale I'm like I should buy it because of that cover but then like I read up on a look at trailers I'm like I don't <laughs> it's it's not really it's like a gritty yeah how yeah, is it yeah it's is exactly it? what it sounds like it's super gritty like it's not a fun slasher right it's more of like a oh, it, so it is also like it's super gritty in New York yeah it's punk taxi, scene taxi driver with like a drill yeah Except that it's also it is kind of wacky in a lot of ways. Like it, it, there's there's a little bit of over the top. Like Abel plays the main character. Mm-hmm. It's in his actual apartment, I guess, where all this <laughs> stuff happens. And he's this artist, and all of the art stuff is just played so fucking over the top. I think it's actually maybe the best version. Of the nineteen like seventies punk scene in a movie I've seen on screen, hmm. oh. it, it it represents. I didn't live that, but it feels from everything that I know real. about that scene. It feels very very. Real. I don't think I would like that. Like I don't think I would <laughs> want to hang out with those people. Um, like from every like punk scene I've seen, they seem like dirty, grimy, spitting at each other, bloodying each other. Like <laughs> it's uh, the punk guys are trying to like make it. They're trying to be cool, right? Yeah. Like and and the I guess they made up this band. Like I wouldn't want to live there myself, but I like the way these guys were creating stuff. So he basically got all these punk guys to build a band and the music they're playing and they're driving him crazy cuz they end up moving in the apartment and they're playing above um like the acting overall is kind of like all over the place because there's a bunch of kind of amateurs. I actually think yeah. his one girlfriend uh, is quite good, but ended up doing nothing after this as an actress. 
And and he's definitely like a writer director guy that probably shouldn't be acting in his movie, but he's so fucking arrogant and over the top. I don't know. I had a lot of fun with this. And again, he's so just going is, around so with a drill a, yeah. and he's just fucking getting At first he's like loving all of the homeless people or the drunks or the junkies. He's like very like helpful with them. Hey, hi, these kids are going to come. And by the end he's fucking taking out their <laughs> their brains, you know, you know. Uh so it gets more and more over the top. And I guess that was just basically so he could get the movie made to make it be yeah. aspect but there's kind of like a weird joy aspect in him being the driller killer like he's taking a lot of love <laughs> in 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 taking people's did you grab the out. blu-ray of this or did you i watched it on criterion album? yeah it's on some maybe i'll grab the blu-ray the, the steelbook is great the cover is just like the guy getting his head drilled yeah in. like a drill in his head <laughs> that's why it just looked like oh is this is gonna be too mm. dirty and grimy i'm gonna need to have a bath after it kind of film Make me feel like mm. shit type of film. Or? It's not like dark and depressing. It's gritty as fuck. Like it's yeah. Manhattan in the yeah. 70s. But uh, I'm going to give it 7.5. Kind of like, oh, wow. It kind of sounds like. Awesome. Oh, wow. It kind of sounds like Maniac. Yeah, I think yeah. it has. It's more of like an art house maniac in a way or a punk rock maniac. Okay. I'll just quickly say a, a show I watched, Community Day of the Dead. It's from season one. It's where they're having the the party. Wait, wait, wait. That's called Introduction to Statistics. I watched it. Oh, Introduction. Uh, yeah, sorry. I watched it on the 12th. Introduction to Statistics. How yeah. great is this episode? Like, Yeah, it's, it's a solid one. It is like a great Halloween episode. Like, Community does Halloween. Like, Honestly, awesome. I think they've got to be up there for the best right? of, of the new Yeah, I'll agree with that. I think Community and Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, Goldbergs are pretty good too. Yes, they're the new Martin of this. <laughs> they, yeah. They, well, yeah, they, they are the, the Roseanne Home Improvement. <laughs> like again, they're shows that like you don't have to watch previous shows. They're not throwing yeah. in relationship drama bullshit. Mm-hmm. The episode is about Halloween. Like it's about you know a Halloween party or whatever. And so. again. Uh, who's that guy? Uh, Chevy Chase dressed up as a Beastmaster is fucking amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah tripping out. Um, yeah, I'm going to give this one 7.5. Yeah, I was going to go 7, 7.5. Yeah, I, I want to pick that show up on Blu-ray and watch them all. But. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, like, there are down periods in yeah, the show. Yeah, I never yeah. finished the last season or two. I think I never finished the Chevy Chase list seasons. I think those are fine, actually. It's, yeah, it's but... actually when Dan Harmon leaves. It gets a bit rough. What was that like season four or something like that? It, where it's often sometimes very good and sometimes yeah. not very good. Like you can tell when maybe the writers that really got his voice are mm-hmm. writing it. There's a Halloween episode that's great. Yeah. Uh, and there's other ones that are like, you don't under- actually understand what people liked about this. Yeah. Anyways, I watched that. And then I watched a Marianne uh, episode five. And you said it wasn't the best episode? I think yet? it was the best episode. Oh, it was the best this one, uh, I think, is it's an origin story, which often I feel like is the most played out of episodes. Mm-hmm. Great origin story. Awesome. Yeah. Highly recommend this show. It's it's fantastic. Cool. Uh, I watched uh, It's Not Cranberry Sauce. Oh, was that Blood Harvest? <laughs> Blood Rage, Blood a.k.a. Rage. Um, what's its other name? Thanks Killing? No, I wish... <laughs> um, Nightmare at Shadow Woods, aka nice. Slasher, I think. This has become like a yearly a Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah, I, I guess we didn't mention today, that day was the Canadian Thanksgiving, the Sunday. One of two. We get two Thanksgiving. Yeah, I guess some people do on Monday, but I think, do you guys do Monday or Sunday? I didn't do either. But do you normally do it Sundays? I, I think most of 
I, I used to split them. Okay. I do the one family on the Sunday, one mm-hmm. family on the Monday. Um, anyways, I wanted to put this one on. If you haven't seen this movie, it is amazing. So it opens up. There's we're in so a dr- drive-in. There's two kids in the back seat as the mother's in the front with her boyfriend. He's trying to get it on. She's like, eh, I don't know. He's like, and he kind of gets mad at her He's that she like doesn't want to have sex. a bit aggressive, eh? In front of the kids. Anyways, they see the parents getting on. They sneak out. Um, and then like something about that sets off like his mom getting mm-hmm. it on because the one kid goes, he sees some other teens having sex in the car and he decides to brutally murder both of them for no apparent reason. Like a hatchet to the head. Yeah, murder. and then he hands the bloody knife to his twin brother and cover it, wipes him in blood so that brother gets blamed for it, goes to... Uh, this is the Tiny Tim one. No, no, it's, no, different. it's a different one. Oh, okay. That yeah. one's called Blood, Har- Blood Harvest? Yeah. Which one? This one's called Blood Blood Rage. Blood, Blood Rage. Rage. I, I I got the two confused too. I had uh, yeah I had um what an asshole I am. <laughs> I had that one too. I haven't watched. It. Actually, this is my double feature was the bloody double feature because my other film has blood Ooh. in it too. But any, anyway, so the the one kid gets blamed. He goes to an institution for ten years or something. Yeah, like that's that. been a while. Yeah, I guess ten years because he comes back as eighteen, right? Yeah. And anyways, so he now it's like ten years later. He escapes from the institution at the same time. The brother that it actually did the murders and has been living a great life. You know, he's like the the on captain the football of the football team. team. He's got the hot girlfriend, all the friends. cool friends. Um, his mother announces that she's getting married to her her boyfriend, and that kind of sets him off again. So he, that brother goes on the killing spree while the other one escapes. So everyone thinks the one that escaped is behind them, but it's actually him. Uh, why this movie is so great, though, this guy is like. The lead killer is overacting, and it's so funny. He's, he delivers all these great lines and puns, and like the violence is just super fun. And like, it, it's just again, if you just want like a really dumb kind of fun yeah. 80s slasher, this movie delivers on every level. And how many times do they say that's not cranberry sauce? Like, I think four at times. Least five. <laughs> I think four. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's so good. Um, I'm gonna give it seven and a half pumpkins out of ten. I, I, this is a movie I'll probably watch yeah. every year and not be bored by it. I'm gonna try to watch this one again. It's it, you have to just know going. It's it's not a good movie by any technical level or anything like that or acting level. It's just goofy and stupid fun. I follow that up my double feature with Bloody Moon from 1981. This is directed by Jess Franco. Are you guys familiar with him? No. He he has 207 credits to his name. Wow. Directing. He has like people that love his shit and other people that hate his shit. Like he's right. Guy, I've heard about this guy. Actually. Yeah. He does like. Low budget, and they're not necessarily well-directed movies, but there's something about, like, you know you're watching a Jess Franco. He has a style. He has a lot of more of, like, sexual horror. Like, his movies usually have a lot of unnecessary nudity. He's a Spanish director. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, if you have went through his credits, you've probably at least heard of at least, you yeah. know, a handful of them. Like like I said, like all the several, I think pretty much every company has put out a couple of his films on Blu-ray special editions. I have a couple of his other movies. Um, anyways... Uh, this one is one of his more um, easier to digest films, I guess. It's not so much about the sex. It's more of like an early slasher type film, maybe even some Jalo vibes in there. It opens up by uh, this disfigured guy, like half his face looks like it's like really bad kind of makeup, but it's it's disfigured. Um, anyways, he puts on a mask and pretends to be some other guy and goes and tries to pretty much, I guess it would be rape a woman, right? She thinks she's with her boyfriend. Um, when she finds out, though, she gets startled and he gets mad and, and kills her. Cut to five years later, <laughs> he is released from the mental asylum for good behavior, I guess, under the care of his sister. 
and uh, she's uh, she works at a school where I guess they teach language, a language school. Anyways, it's your standard kind of slasher giallo. Someone is going around killing various people. Is it the crazy guy with the disfigured face or is someone framing him? You'll have to watch the film to find out. Um, there's some decent kills in there. The famous one, of course, is the front cover. If you, if you see the front cover of the Blu-ray, it's got a woman with her face right up to a spinning blade. Um, a saw blade, I guess. With that saw blade, is that the right yeah. term? Anyway, so that you get to see a head lopped off. I mean, it's very cheesy, but awesome. there's some good there's some good kills in there, and the mystery is kind of fun. It's fine. I mean, it's nothing spectacular. I'm gonna give it six and a half pumpkins out of ten. I think it's like you know, it's it's nothing you need to run out and see, but at the same time, you're not wasting your hour and a half either. Um, yeah, that was it for the eleventh for me. But awesome. I know you guys have some more. Yes, man. I, I finished off the uh, first season of uh, Stranger Things. I can see why this show turned a nation onto pretty much sci-fi horror. It is awesome. It has so much atmosphere. The kids you love. The one problem I have is there's this character, I guess, called Nancy, who kind of sucks. Like, it's hard to get behind her. Have you watched this? Yeah, yeah, I I love this show. Uh, Yeah, like, I think in a way that's almost like a... Because I think in later seasons she gets more redeeming qualities, but yeah. you're almost supposed to. It's she's set up as like the girl you're supposed to like root for, root for, and relate to, and it's almost uh, s- subverts those expectations by making her so shitty to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember not hating her as much as you, but she's definitely yeah a bit of a bitch. Yeah. Well, I, I think she just like makes a lot of bad decisions, yeah, like selfish decisions yeah. and what have you. Steen girl, yeah, give her a break, Maddie. Oh, but uh, no, I, I I'd be interested in rewatching this one. I, I, maybe mm. it'll be next October. Um, I as think we enough get closer. time has passed since it was huge and kind of uh, in the uh, zeitgeist of everybody that I've like. I remember just watch it like for... it showed up, and I think it was a friend was just said, "Hey, this this mm. had a cool pilot. You should watch this." and that weekend, Tammy and I devoured Just it. Killed it, right? That one is almost perfect for the summertime as well. Yeah, um, but I can see it working. Yeah, even like uh, we're, I think the second season we're doing for season two, yeah. and yeah. it is very like fall esque, like yeah. Halloween esque. Well, it takes. There's an episode that takes place fully on Halloween. You got it, man. Um, cool, uh, Adam. What do you got for the eleven? So th- this is one that I had never seen, and I think. You guys both like this from 1983, Sleepaway Camp. Oh, oh yes. yes, we talked about this. <laughs> oh um, man! <laughs> so mm, I call them baldies. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many great, like, gross one-liners in that movie. There's the you eat shit and die, eat shit and live. <laughs> <laughs> I actually found all the humor in this uh, really well yeah. done. Like it, it's. Kind of absurd, kind like of John cheese Waters, bar. Like it's so off. The off. Whole film is off. The whole film is off. Like, like the, the ant. The, the ant yeah. is is how great strange. is the ant? Like that uh, yeah. one scene is like, what is going on? This is so I, weird. I honestly was like, oh, so the whole movie's gonna be like this, and nothing is yeah. like that no. again, right? She's but, acting in yeah. a completely different space. Why does <laughs> yeah. that happen? I love all of this. I actually think it's one of my favorite already mm-hmm. settings for one of these camp situations. Well, and the fact that, too, it's kids getting murdered, that's, like, rare, too. I mean, this movie had to have been, like, at its time yeah. of release, like, holy shit, where did this movie come from? Because, like, the humor is, like, kind of gross and offensive, and and then you have the kids getting killed, and then we even got to the ending, which... Which, yeah, so... 
it's uh, hard to talk about in this uh, climate. It's also like, so the ending for me in terms of, this isn't, I guess we would start like you find out that the one character spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. After thirty-five years, yeah. spoilers. Yeah, it ends up being a trans character because of the aunt forcing her to live potentially her life as as, mm-hmm. as a female. But it's Peter, yeah. and and this is the stuff I, I read a bunch about this afterwards mm-hmm. about the trans community. I was actually reading about this. Like, am I allowed to enjoy this movie? And like, is it more of like, is it? Pro or anti? It's, like it's very divisive, mm-hmm. and I, I can see that it, it's it's similar to the legacy in some ways that, that where people find even psycho problematic mm-hmm. for a community that really hasn't been supported up until the last couple of years at all with positive characters. Mm-hmm. So it can seem very trans misogynistic, I guess. Yeah, transphobic, I guess, uh, is and, a... and transphobic. And I, I read a bunch of trans writers' feelings on this, and some felt like this was the first time, you know, they're big horror fans, and this was still something they could really, mm-hmm. uh, in, in some ways, relate to, because maybe the character was supposed to be trans, and there's some subversive qualities. The problem is, it's a horror movie, so how yeah. how deep is that going to go? The the ending is definitely there for shock value. Of course. Oh, and, and, it, 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 and the it whole is. thing with the, her dad is being there for shock value. I would say that's well, one right? of the most shocking yeah. horror endings. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of anything that's more shocking. And and as that device, it's very, very effective. But I could also understand if you're a trans person hating this film, and there are trans people that yeah. hate this film. Oh, yeah, of course. That feel like it's projected a stereotype about... People be people are crazy. Well, and, and, and yeah. you know, the, the issues even they have yeah. with bathrooms now. Yeah. So, But I think it's supposed to be that's forced upon someone, right? It's almost that's like... That's not good, right? Like, that, again, yeah. like, you're forced upon a transition like that, and then you... Because she presents as female and seems very comfortable as female, so that forcing then says that you're going to become a psychopathic murderer because of that issue you have there. It has nothing to do with your your father and, and sister being murdered uh, or, or killed yeah. in a traumatic way. It has everything to do with you being forced to be a female. That's where mm-hmm. I think a lot of the trans community has issues with this. This is something like I don't have to live that every day, so it isn't as traumatic f- for me in a ways. It, it, it really isn't, but I could see why anybody would have an issue with that. But Do you have to live it some days? but if if you're like i was thinking about this afterwards and i talked about tammy Mm -hmm. uh, about who actually didn't see she saw it from a lot of the trans writers that were very pro this Mm -hmm. movie so i I think it's it's something like this conversation it's just good to have and think about i read about this movie more than any other movie and I only read from trans writers because that you know there's yeah, great, the only people who have like a opinion on this. Right? There, like, yeah, there's there's a great piece. I think it was on Bloody Disgusting. Yeah. Uh, there's also oh, was it the female writer? Uh, th- there was yeah, yeah, female trans writer, and then there was a very negative piece. I think it's Willa McKay that wrote yeah. uh, that also is worth reading. So it, it, very interesting film. I also think the film is responsible for stuff like What Hot American Summer more than anything yeah. else. Which has because it feels like a fun summer camp movie as well as like a, a murder mystery movie. It's right? a very complex movie. Uh, this yeah. is one I will be interested yeah. in going back and rewatching. Now you're going to watch the sequel. I was going to say you're going to watch the sequels <laughs> and be so not disappointed, but like what the sequels happened? are good. But I in love a completely the sequels, different but way. it is like a, a, a yeah. flip of that coin. Um, so I'm going to give this one eight pumpkins. Yeah, nice. 
Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I, I I really enjoy this movie, and I feel bad. Like, should I enjoy this movie? But like, I, no, I I, I don't I, know. I, if, I don't think yeah. that's that's the point. It's almost just like, again, anybody has a right to hate anything or or like anything or or feel offended by anything. But also, I I ended it and went, wow, that was a crazy ending, and then yeah. was like, but this is an Ace Ventura. Yeah, exactly. Which is clearly like fucking terrible and yeah. super offensive. Oh, Ace Ventura is one of my favorite movies. Of all time. <laughs> Monster! You got pitchforks? I got torches. Let's chase him out. <laughs> I haven't watched Ace Ventura in a very, very long oh, time. I watched it not that long ago, and I, I laughed my head off. I think it's is, one is, of the best good? comedies of all time. Yeah, I, it's probably what? top ten easily. Jim Carrey's one of them guys that like uh, I forgot about his early work because like, well, oh, am I ever going to watch The Mask? Just or? like the opening alone, where he's still yeah. having that package, is so fucking mm. funny. Oh, yeah, so we good. still reference that a lot, but I. I I, I was talking about Jordan Mitchell, who watched it at the end. He liked watch okay. it recently. Recently, oh, of Ace, Ventura, Ace Ventura. Oh. Yeah, Jordan watches the mask every month, <laughs> yeah. and he was like, "Yeah, it's hilarious, but that ending has not aged." Well. Yeah, I assume so that. I don't. Wouldn't. I don't know. I know that stuff. Like, no '80s comedy has aged. I well guess it was the time, right? We can watch Porky's and enjoy but it. But like, yeah. I understand. Like, that has actually hurt a lot of people. Yeah. I, don't I guess know. that does make sense, right? Yeah, like, because that that's made them feel shameful. And I guess that is like people of our generation. It's not like you're watching like uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. That was like, uh, but that's like every old, '80s film. Like, there's you know, gay is a, a you know yeah. a negative thing, and pretty much every '80s film. This it's, one is though like it is the uh, the beacon of that, right? Yeah. Well, it's the fact though that it's one thing if you made out with a dude and knew it, but if you found out that you did. Stuff with afterwards, it's kind of like someone tricked you. Like in the, fan- it's, it, it's it's the same thing as like that, like in Phantasm. Well, it's the same thing as we just talked about, where the guy puts on a mask and our Revenge of Nerds and has sex with a person because they think that they're having sex with someone else. It's almost like gotcha. <laughs> this one though, like this isn't the same as the re- the Revenge of the Nerds thing is like fucking reprehensible. But um, yeah. but it's still again it's, that's still great. Anyways, whatever. Okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> but How like can we talk about and not talk about Phantasm. What Have you guys I don't seen remember this? this? You don't remember this? The guy takes um, a young lady that he meets at a bar to a graveyard to bone. And as in the oh, middle of it, he turns into Angus Scrim. <laughs> <laughs> like that is rehever. Like that is like okay. You, you you got me. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, sorry, are you done for the night or are you still hot? Oh, I watched Mayhem from... Oh, that's the one with uh, Stephen Yu? Or, yeah, Stephen uh, Yu from 2016. It's got uh, a great premise. Uh, this kind of like... Mm-hmm. It's like Shivers with violence. Yeah, it's totally like Shivers with a- extra violence in and this b- high-rise. What was the other one that came out too? Belko Oh, yeah, Belko Experiment? Yeah. yeah. Well, I like Steven Yu a lot, and uh, Samara Weaving's in it, who's kind of wasted in this one. Um, yeah, I, I was so excited for that film, because I, I like Steven Yu in that one, too, and Samara Weaving, and when it came when it finished, I was like, eh, it was okay. Yeah, I'm going to be six, six bumpings. Yeah. Yeah. It should have been better with the premise and the actors. Yeah, it seems like it should have been a lot better, but it's kind of forgettable, isn't it? Yeah. But there's some people that love that film, so mm. I don't know. Who do I know? Yeah, not me. Cool. So is that it for day. the 11th? And okay, let's move on to the 12th. So I watched Dead and Buried. Nice. Oh, what'd you think? So I really, really like this this yeah. one. Uh, yeah, basically, it starts off... 
That opening is great. Yeah, and creepy. The opening is fucking insane, right? Super cool opening. This photographer's out on the beach and then uh, thinks he's just hitting up on this girl. And then the town people come and they burn him alive, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great opening. I actually found this is so it has this great opening, and then it kind of doesn't quite like kick into gear right in 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 terms of okay, these people are dying, but they're showing up again. Like it takes a little bit to get there, and and to be honest, I don't necessarily care about the cop and his wife character. That's mm-hmm. probably the weakest element for mm-hmm. me. Um, I just found like. None of these people are great actors. They're great for like cannon. Yeah, cannon um, fodder. Cannon fodder. Uh, but once it gets into the people start showing up and there's more murders yeah. and there's there's like that chasing like with the, the family. Night. Yeah, that's super great and great ending. I love that the grandpa from Willy Wonka is the mad <laughs> scientist, awesome, right? which I think is his last role. Hmm. I think that's it, right? I don't know. I haven't looked this up, but he probably you know killed himself on the picture to make it authentic. Um, but it's okay. He could be re-resurrected. Re-resurrected. Uh, which would be kind of cool. Yeah, uh, this was a really fun watch. I'm going to give this 7.5 pumpkins. One of the most disturbing scenes in this is the needle oh, scene, the needle right? There. Oh, like, yeah. I remember watching this when I was a kid. I'm like, whoa. If I'm ever on a beach and a lady asks me to take naked pictures, never. I'm never doing it. <laughs> Ah, uh, you'd be hard to say. Yeah, there's a chance that what a what a like that guy <laughs> just that guy probably hit the, the jackpot yeah. for about five minutes there. <laughs> right? Yeah, that, it's got that movie's got a great atmosphere too. Like mm-hmm. it looks great. Cool. I started off the day again. I wanted to watch something I could watch with uh, our son, uh, Adam's Family from 1991. Oh, awesome. I've been wanting to revisit these movies for the longest time since that CGI one came out last year that I didn't oh, really like right. that much. Um, this movie is it, it's a weird. It's weird, and then like I love the cast. I think it's like perfect. You couldn't have cast that film any better. I love the look of it, the sets, everything, and it's like it, it's. There's a lot of things that I like about it, but then the whole story with like Fester. Uncle Fester is he's you know someone pretending to be Uncle Fester, and they're he's trying to break in like, and then he he takes over the house and kicks them all out and stuff like. I don't know. I don't really want that in, in Adam's yeah. family. Like, I just want to see them being a fun, kooky family and get into hijinks. I don't want to have this whole... I remember as, even as a kid, like... It, it kind of drags it a bit. Yeah. I remember thinking, like, I like a lot of this, but I also... The conflict. Yeah. It's like forced conflict. Yeah. I, I feel like that was a, yeah. a major element in a lot of our childhood movies. Well, I, I find that there's they still do it a lot, too. There's a lot of movies that, you know, it's like you don't need to overcomplicate. I find that in a lot of comedies. Like, mm-hmm. just give me fun characters and let them get into kooky situations. I, I think the second film does better with that, I believe. I think they get rid of all that. Because I think once Uncle Fester, you know, realizes Uncle Fester, like, he's great, Christopher Lloyd, and yeah. there's a lot of fun stuff. Like, there's... I don't know. It's it. They do a lot of good things. But really yeah. well cast. It yeah. really is. But just even the humor and like a lot of the gags are, are done really well. But yeah, it's just the overall story that I have issues with. And I think our son kind of felt that too. Like I feel like it drags at times. So I'm going to still give it though seven pumpkins just because I think just watching a really cool looking film with cool yeah. fun characters, it, it does does it well. Um, yeah, I did a double feature, but I'll let you guys jump in. 12th, I watched Young Frankenstein, and we already talked about it, yeah. And I also watched uh, Community, that we've already talked about. And uh, Which Community one? Introduction to Stats. Okay. And I watched Bob Berger's Tina's Witch. <laughs> so we pretty much talked about my entire day. 
Um, you guys want to talk about like a hot water tank bursting? <laughs> you want to talk about like soggy Chore. water? I got you. Was there sharks? There was no the sharks, water? but my house turned upside down. That would be a good uh, movie, actually. The hot water tank, <laughs> tank burst. burst and like a little shark's been hidden in there eating. Oh, that would be amazing. Something. He's hungry. <laughs> so I watched... The Innocence, did you guys? I didn't get around to that. I was hoping to watch it yesterday. I did watch that that day as a double feature, but yeah, we can talk about it now. Uh, All right. So, uh, The Innocence, which... From 61, right? Yeah, from 19... Jack Clayton. Turning uh, of the Screw, right? It is Turning of the Screw, which also would connect with Bly Bly Manor. So, I feel like this is one of the movies that, like, when I saw it, you know, a dozen, 15 years ago, whenever it was, that kind of changed my opinion about horror a little bit and yeah you've seen it before then i've definitely yeah i've definitely seen it before uh but i haven't seen it in a while it's got to be one of my favorite ghost stories of all time and and one of the best i think shot movies of that era and 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 horror movies ever the the camera is always moving in these completely compelling ways to change the focal point the subtext with the governess so basically it's this this woman that meets this kind of well-to-do gentleman who says i have these two orphan children i'm now looking after them they live in my country manor i need a governess i don't want to see them at all or hear about anything you're completely in charge uh and here you go you get to go on this Take my money, estate. please. And the estate is crazy. Like it's it's this labyrinth manner with these grounds that are instantly beautiful, but also a little bit eerie right from the get go when she gets there. Um, the children, two of my favorite child actor performances ever in in a, in a movie. This held up massively for me. I also like the ambiguity with her uh, how. Sexual repression. Yeah, the, the 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 sexual repression angle, and and also just like how she's supposed to be because of her upbringing. Her her father was a pastor. Oh, he's like a southern pastor. Uh, well, it's British. Oh, so very very pr- prim and proper. Um, but she, you know she's she's older. Uh, all the like Miss Grange or whatever who's who basically looks after the house. Is that her name? Mrs. Gross, Mrs. Gross, who looks after the house, is another kind of wonderful character who's willing to forget about any of these bad things that have happened there because you find out that the old governess had a relationship with this uh, the valet who was in charge of the place in this kind of unseemly way, and the children saw a lot of things. But just the all the ghostly images stuff just works so well. Um, it, it, it's an amazing gothic horror to me. And even though, like, are the ghosts real or not real, whatever it is, I I love it. Um, This would be for sure in my top horror movies of all time list. Really? Yeah. Awesome. I didn't enjoy it as much as you, but I I almost, when it ended, I was like, yeah, that was okay. But then, like, I I let it settle in, and then I started appreciating, like, when it ended, I was like, that's kind of a disappointment. But then when I started thinking about it, it's like, and yeah, they. I kind of appreciate that ambiguity. Like, I like that it doesn't necessarily. It just ends, and you can look at it as this way or this way. Yeah, I, I found that fascinating. Um, it is like, and I guess if it, turning the screw, that apparently the the same thing with Flanagan's new series. I mean, it is more of like a character drama with horror elements. 
But I think when the horror elements are there are great. Like the the scene with the the guy at the window was fucking incredible the way that's done like that is i actually amazing like how he like disappears and but you can still see like his eyes, eyes. Before, yeah, yeah that's so creepy uh the woman standing in the water even just like the shadows in the hall yeah. that keep appearing which i think is a huge uh influence on flanagan and even scorsese in a way in in a few of his pictures that aren't even our horrors where you're seeing images mm-hmm. for a split second and there's a bunch of them in this one um it actually this was one that I, I, I enjoyed. I talked about it on the Shock Tees and, and, mm. and loved. It went up in my estimation. Oh, really? Uh, I'm curious what you're going to give it. I, this is my third time viewing. I, I, you know, these are, we've done two of my picks. Uh, yeah. One that kind of stayed the exact same. Are we this, talking about Bobby's World? The, yeah, Bobby's World. <laughs> and then this one, which probably would have been, you know, a, a solid thing, but I, this is going to be Nine Pumpkins for me. Uh, like, it may, it may be, it, it, it's going to be reaching that top, Tannish horror movie of all time. Um, Yeah, for me, I'm going to go seven and a half pumpkins. Like I said, I was almost going to go six and a half or seven. And then I I let it, I started really thinking about it. And I I like, like, I like a lot of the character drama. And the character, it's so well acted. And and all of this soliloquies that are done in these black shadows and the songs and all of these elements that just add. This creepy flavor. Okay, I got a question for you, cats. Uh, you guys have seen The Haunting, I take it. Yes. Yeah. And you guys have seen The Innocence. Uh, what is the I think they're completely different. I, very I, different complete movies. I enjoy cause... The Haunting more because it's more of a horror film. Like yeah. This is like a character drama with some really good oh, horror okay. Just when I heard moments in it. I, I thought I it think, might be... I don't know. Like You get these amazing monologues in this that are played up almost theatrical, but very everything's very cinematic. I, I think this is my third viewing, and I probably have gone up every time. I, it would be like point five pumpkins. Like if if I had ranked this on Letterbox previous, just from my memory, I would have given mm. it four out of five stars. And now it's going to be four. And a half. I do think it's like a slow. Like you don't want to watch this late at night. So I found don't it watch did it tonight. Is what you're saying? Try at times for me. Um, but yeah, I, I just enjoy. I think if you like look at it, there's like two different ways you can take the film. And I think if you look at one way, it could almost be a bit of a disappointment, especially the way the film ends. But if you kind of read into it the other way, that you know, uh, yeah, I'm trying not to spoil too much, especially if you're gonna watch it. Then I, I think it's almost more enjoyable. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was good. I, I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I have it. It's, Is it your first time? Yeah, first time watching. It. It's, I mean, it's not my favorite horror haunted house one again, just because I. I prefer a little bit more horror elements to it, but um, th- th- this is like more of under your skin type film. I c- kind of because w- I knew what I was getting into, and there were still all these elements that made it more ambiguous to me, which I just found like that subtext was so interesting. Yeah, loved it. Awesome, cool. Um, what was your other part of the double so feature? So the other double feature I did is another old classic, The Old Dark House from 1932. Oh, cool. Um, this is a group of travelers. I guess it's like a big heavy storm and their car breaks down or something. They almost get hit by like a... A landslide. Landslide. Yeah. So they end up at this old home. They're not really greeted kindly by the, the people obviously don't really want them there, but they eventually agree to take them in. And it's like this, this family in this house. Um, you have the menacing mute... Butler uh, Morgan, played by Boris Karloff, who I didn't even recognize because he's still big and intimidating in this. Um, I don't know if I want to spoil the other. 
So I won't say, I'll just say they end up in this house. This movie can't, not a lot happens, so I don't really want to spoil too much, but pretty much they end up in this house. You can tell they're not wanted there and something is probably going to go down by the end of it. Um, it was good. I mean, again, this is another film where I was like, almost like, ah, it's a little bit disappointing. Like, I, I don't know what I was expecting, but more. But I think, like, the last 15 minutes or whatever are pretty great that it right. almost makes it, up. makes it worth it. Like, and all the characters are kind of fun and everything. But again, like, it's almost a film where nothing really happens. You just know that something is going to happen and you're waiting for it. So, yeah, I'm going to go seven pumpkins out oh, of wow. ten for that one. Yeah, I think I gave it kind of the same i bet this is one i'll probably revisit because i i almost feel like knowing how economical it is in the end actually will play up better and on a reviewing yeah i think it's one like if you go in with expectations i've heard so much about it. i thought i, I don't know if i thought it was a supernatural film or what but um yeah it, it's different than i guess what i expected so maybe again on a second viewing it will work better for me too but yeah, it was, it was still good. I mean, I, I enjoyed uh, both of those. Awesome. Uh, so I'll just quickly go through some episodes. I watched Community Epidemiology, which is, for me, a classic modern... Is that the television. one where they eat the food and become yeah. zombies? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, it's an 8.5. It, it, if I was to do the last decade television Halloween episodes, it's probably my... It's that or full bars or my, yeah. Or not my yeah, one. I, I would probably agree with that. Uh, and then I watched Marianne season one episode six. I'll give that one seven point five again. Great series. And then how many? There's eight episodes of that show. Eight episodes. Okay. Um, and then Grimm season one episode twelve. This one is kind of like a a spider themed episode. Hmm. That has kind of a, a good twist on that theme. I'm going to give this one seven pumpkins out of ten. And then I watch Vacancy. Have you seen Vacancy? Yeah. With Luke Wilson yeah, and, and Kate uh, Beckinsale? Yeah. It's okay. It's... I like this more than I thought I was going to. Hmm. Um, it starts off where I don't like this at all because it's just like this standard, oh, how do we make parents hate each other? Well, they lost a child. And and now they're going to hate each other. And, mm-hmm. and done in such a blunt manner that I wasn't, you know, just terrible dialogue pretty much <laughs> for the first. So I'm already, I'm checked out. And then they get to the motel where all of this, they mm-hmm. find out they're put in this room and it's basically a snuff film factory. And the guy that runs the place, Frank Whaley, plays the hotel manager and he's awesome. And everything in the hotel I thought was was pretty great it, it kind of exceeded my expectations i just had watched bad times at el camino or whatever uh i'm t- talking about vacancy matt maddie just went to the bathroom so he yeah missed i'm back bit. um have you seen vacancy with luke wilson and no, kate beckinsale I, I remember uh, you talked about this maybe about like a couple years back i'm like this movie sounds terrible to me i hadn't seen this one. Oh no did you watch i've this? seen it before yeah. yeah yeah you might have been the one who was like ah, it's not that bad yeah it's not that bad mm-hmm. it, i thought it would be kind of horrendous yeah. um, I, I remember for me it was like again expectations i think i expected something different and then it's yeah it's more of like the snuff film angle which mm-hmm. i don't know i, I kind of I, I was thinking more like it came out a couple years after identity which i enjoyed much much more and then Strangers was kind of around that time too, where different, but that's kind of the same. And it's like these two, these couple getting stalked by mm-hmm. people in one location. So it's nowhere near Strangers. No. Have you seen Identity? Yeah, I remember hating Identity. Oh, so I, I loved uh, Identity. So, uh, I, I, but also I haven't watched Identity since I was in yeah. high school or 
college. Yeah, I'm a John Cusack apologist. Like, I love everything that guy no, did. No, I, so. I, well. Bring I, on Hot Tub Time Machine 3 is what Kyle says. No, he left after part one. He was oh, smart he? enough to. Well, he was the only one that was terrible in the first movie. <laughs> I, I love hey, John. Hey, Kyle, Kyle, put down, put down the mace, man. <laughs> I love, I love John Cusack too. But what the fuck has happened to that guy? Yeah. Well, he did it with that love and theft or um, love and mercy. Yeah. I feel like he just is an interest in. No, he's still doing like he does like ten movies. He's he's gone the Nicolas Cage route. I know he doesn't. Does, actually, he's yeah. done a couple of movies with with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> but are any of these good? Uh, I actually, I really liked The Raven from uh, the last couple of years. That's which, 10 years ago. Yeah, that was like, what, no. like 12? I think it was like 2012. Is it? Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, I think Nicolas Cage, yeah. though, if you take out like the man, like the three, two, three, two or three interesting films, he, oh, they yeah, pretty much, be- I think what happened, the same thing that happens to all actors, you have like one or two bombs and that that's it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you, people will hire you for their straight to video, but no one's going to give you a and chance. And I think with those film. guys, like they're not willing just to be in good movies as bit characters, maybe. Maybe, yeah. And I think John like, Cusack kind of was the, the, the young, like he started as a teenager, then he did like the high fidelity. I guess when he gets older, his style of character, like he was kind of a guy that played himself and yeah, that's what as I was, he gets older. Yeah, but. that's what I was about to say. With Cage, like that works better because of his acting style being basically one of a kind, where John Cusack, as much as I like John Cusack, is kind of like just an everyman. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, uh, I'm going to give it 6.5 pumpkins. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, I, like I thought, I remember enjoying it. Uh, yeah. The end is a cop out. That really bothered me. It would have been a seven. Better than it has any right to be. Better than saying. it has any right to be. Yeah. Especially when you see like Luke Wilson in a horror movie. Like, better than El Camino, which. Oh, yeah, here. I like that. Which is way, way better put together. But like yeah. everything about that just feels like, oh, we thought all about the style and didn't really actually. Yeah, worry about the story. By the way, uh, Love and Mercy, John Cusack was good. No, yeah. we, we mentioned that. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. I really like that one. And drive, drive Hard was kind of a fun... Isn't that a Nick Cage one? Yeah, no. Nick Cage. No, no, that's a different drive. Oh, that's a different movie. Never mind. So just Love and Mercy. <laughs> no, Love and Mercy is... is, yeah. is well, that, mind you, that's like right. Paul Dano he, is Paul fantastic. Dano stole the story But John Cusack, one, right? it was still really good in yeah. it, too, I thought. I don't know. Yeah. I think that was a totally underrated movie. Yeah. So. so do I. Yeah, I guess he does a decent movie every couple years. Um, cool. Is that it for the 12th one? Yep. Okay, let's move on to the final day we're talking about, oh. uh, which is actually the 13th. Unfortunately, not a Friday the 13th, but a 13th but nonetheless. I imagine we could talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we may be talking about So this whole day, I kind of went with the slasher theme. Start off with kind of a, a proto-slasher, I guess, Alice Sweet Alice from 1976. So this okay. would have been two years before Halloween. But I, I, Was this an Arrow release or a Severn? Uh, Arrow put this one out on Blu-ray. Yeah. So this, I, I remember seeing like some slasher doc and I thought it was the doc that I watched next, that I'm going to talk about next episode. Yeah. But it wasn't. I, I remember one of them like spoiled the ending to this and so I wanted to like wait till I forgot about the ending yeah. and I did. Good. Anyways. Uh, th- Spoilers, <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> no, I, I, I will not spoil the movie for you. So um, it opens up, uh, you have a young girl, Alice. She has like a sister, I don't. I don't think they're twin sisters. Younger sister, I believe. Karen, played by actually a young Brooke Shields. Um, like she's really young in this, like ten or something. Or wow. Anyways, uh, she's kind of je- Alice is jealous of her sister. Her sister is going to have a, her communion is coming up, and as she's waiting in line to uh, for the communion, someone in a yellow raincoat and a very creepy mask murders her, which is. Pretty insane. Did they put like acid in like the uh, baptism water. So, like, no, they dump the baby. No, like, as they're like going acid? out into the room, she's uh, the last one in line, and someone pulls her from behind, strangles her to death. Uh, 
puts her body in like a box and lights it on fire in, oh, the, wow. in the middle of the church while the other kids are having <laughs> their communion. So everyone, th- and then uh, Alice comes out with the communion in her hand. She comes out wearing the communion and, and tries to like pretend almost like she's her sister. So everyone obviously believes but Alice to be the her. murderer. And I think at the beginning too, you see her wearing the same jacket and mask. So it's definitely not looking good in her favor. Yeah. Anyways, people began getting knocked off one by one, including her aunt who says, you know, it was Alice that was to attacked me. Sorry, she doesn't get killed or her aunt, but she gets stabbed brutally and almost dies. And she's like, no, it was definitely Alice. So, yeah, it's this mystery thriller with slasher elements. I mean, awesome. it definitely has kind of that mystery jello, but definitely slasher elements. And, uh, yeah, you're trying to figure out the shocking ending of... Who is the Who murderer? Um, I love the look. Like that'd be a cool Halloween costume. Very simple, yellow rain jacket, and one of those like clear kind of creepy masks. Yeah. Um, I recommend this. I think this is one like again, if you're into more, you want something a little bit more than dumb, goofy eighty slashers. This was before that when they were, you know, when we had like the Black Christmas, the Halloween, yeah, and, and whatever else. Um, it's definitely worth a watch. I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of ten. Okay, it can awesome. maybe I could see maybe going up. I know some people really, really love this film. It's something like I could see maybe you digging this. Yeah. So Alice, Sweet Alice is how I started the oh, day. Cool. Uh, what'd you watch, Manny? I watched Shivers. Oh, nice. What a crazy, awesome, zany movie that doesn't have any like a goofiness to it at all other than like the premise it's almost a goofy movie about a uh, parasite that makes you want to party and have orgies and like just have this like crazy lust but done without any I want to do all that without the parasite yeah so. yeah right <laughs> maybe you already have the shivers yeah. parasite man I don't got COVID I got shivers <laughs> COVID nah, I'm not gonna make that joke um, so I'm surprised like any other like if you uh, describe the uh, concept of this movie like it seems like it would be like a goofy movie starring Seth Green from like the 1990s but it actually is played with zero like laughs but is so tense and good right I don't think I'd expect a goofy movie from Cronenberg no 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 it was like zero laughs but there are some like scenes where you're like funny yeah that you actually kind of giggle like he was doing a breast exam on the 12 year old in the teacher's lounge and you're like oh that was kind of gross but Way to put arousing. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I got so hard. <laughs> no, it's like uh, he put it in a way, like he framed it in a way that was actually funny. Yeah. So I don't know. I I love this movie. I love the building itself. Kind of played a role as like a character in this. No, movie. no. I I love the setting. It's it incredible. I guess I gotta watch this. I have so two copies well. of this on Blu-ray. Yeah. I guess I should finally throw it in. You guys are both raving it. It. It's almost like you're on like a a resort. But like uh, from the eighties, uh, not even it's seventies, right? Seventies, yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, dude, check it out, man. You're gonna love it. Cool. I'm gonna give it a no, a seven point five. Yeah, that's what I gave it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna talk about some shows really quickly. I watched Community, Spooky Steps, uh, Seven Stories, nice. in, uh, or whatever it's called. Uh, I like this one actually. Yeah, I like this one. I'm gonna give it seven point five. I, I've watched this, I think, several times. Several times now, and then I watched two grim episodes. Uh, one is more, it's kind of like this serpent kind of thing. And the other one is, did it make you want to like, uh, or have orgies and party or no, <laughs> not necessarily. I'm going to, I'm going to have, uh, season one, episode 13, 6.5 and then season one, episode 14, seven. Okay. And then I watched 
for the first time since I was a kid, Friday the 13th, part one. Oh, shit. Okay, here we go. This yeah, is, this yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I can already tell. I didn't like it. That son of a wait, bitch. Wait, 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 No, you can already tell. You can already tell. Did you watch this as well? I did watch this as well, yeah. This is where all the fans hate Adam. <laughs> it It's okay? <laughs> oh. Like, I understand it's importance to everything that comes after it but for most of the movie i kind of just felt like it was pretty standard slasher slasher like the only thing for me that separates that is the very brief dreamlike ending which i loved Mm -hmm. everything with jason's mom i disliked spoilers (laughs) fairly like uh, to a like a fair degree like it's just like this this is the climax okay i get like i oh but you're crazy am i like why so so i I think this is like almost a perfect slasher film everything about this i think is amazing I, th- I think, like, where most slasher films, I think after this going forward, they always try to, like, add these characters. Like, this, I was actually watching, I love all these characters. I want to hang out with all these characters. They don't add bullshit. So I bullshit. didn't get that at all. They don't add bullshit I, drama. I, like, I, they're playing, they're playing, even so when the they girl play pranks that, on each other, they're fun. The they're girl that fun walks, with each other. Uh, that's hitchhiking, she's yeah. a character. Yeah. The guy that dies first. With the, uh, the bandana and the pants. And, like, he's the a character. Boots. Steve Christie, he's, yeah, that's so memorable. Um, you got the guy that's being the goofy guy that's going around. Yeah, and, the, the, so that, that's it. Yeah. Everybody else is completely nondescript to me. Uh, I disagree. But even 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 just at this Kevin point, Bacon and the girl. At this point, we just named three characters, and like, it'd be you'd be hard pressed to find three other characters. But like in a movie, Steve Christie right? is barely in the movie, so that's like barely. Yeah. And and almost like is just kind of hilarious, like how how like he's that, dressed. That and and that scene, like that's yeah. That that could be the guy in Cabin Fever that comes up for two <laughs> yeah, seconds yeah, yeah. as well. I didn't get any characters. Uh, I disagree. I, I totally love the two the two females. Um, they were playing Monopoly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they played strip Monopoly. Totally, yeah. totally in love. That's with the that. only scene that yeah. they actually talk about mm-hmm. anything. Like the the main female character. It dawned to me like at the end it was like, oh yeah, she's the main. She's the one. Like I didn't yeah. get that until because we're not like you don't want to waste time on like i don't need to know her backstory and all this bullshit about whatever. i don't care no all i, 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 I want to see is a group of characters that are likable and are having fun i think this film delivers like th- that scene where the cop comes and harasses them is is amazing it's so funny where he's jumped around and what does he say i wrote it down can of goat cheese and <laughs> i've already told you to stop tonto <laughs> and then he goes on like You've been uh, smoking. You want you on a spaceship, man? He's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "I know about you and your Colombian grass." And like yeah. that scene is amazing. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just a ghost from like amazing scene, to amazing this, scene. This may be like just one where, yeah, I, I like I, I don't dislike this movie. I just also it feels like a beginning of something. It's not like Halloween. When I rewatched Halloween, it was the same deal. I hadn't seen Halloween mm. since I was like a teenager. It was like, fuck, this is what started. Of course, this is so fully formed. The directing, the the score of this is garbage, by the way. Uh, Um, um, (laughs) Like all the like stuff we, you know, like later the, like that's done better 
later. It's almost like it, it. So, but 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 the Carpenter stuff was just like, oh man, like this is this is masterful how this is all put together. I never felt like that. I never felt like this was put together by someone that knew actually. What I don't they were know. Doing. I think the finale, the cat, the chasing, it's like fifteen minutes long, is all amazing. Oh, I, I, see, that's that's the part. Of, I probably would have been way higher on this until she shows up oh i love all that stuff i I think she's fantastic i think it's so creepy where she's like voicing the kid Mm -hmm. actually even going back i think that there's actually a frightening scene where uh the woman i can't remember her name but anyway she hears like the voices the child voices goes out looking and then the lights turn on and the the oh yeah archery thing i think that's all well done in the rain it's creepy But, but then nothing happens there and it's cut so awkwardly well, yeah, you, you that's the point. You don't know what happened to her, right? And it all gets a payoff when you find it. But it, And it, you hear you hear the sound just goes like this. Like it, it's it's yeah. it's done so amateur kind of uh, how, how that scene is is cut. So again, like the concept is so brilliant. Crazy Ralph is amazing. Yeah, I love Crazy Ralph. You're doomed. <laughs> yeah, I love doomed. all that. But it, yeah, like there, there just seems to be like a button. Like that's again a, a different kind of style to other things that are going on. I the feel kills like kills are great. You haven't mentioned that the underneath the bed is yeah. so good. With I was about to say that's the only kill that I really remember. Oh, uh, there's in the next slit the uh, the head chopped off at the end is pretty good. Yeah, and all the co- and like he's actually colors like are wrong in that hand. one. Well, again, you it, uh, you can't claim the colors. That's uh, whatever trance you're watching on. Well. Yeah. That that's the way I'm pretty sure it was yeah. filmed. It's a pretty good transfer. <laughs> Anyways, like good movie. Uh, I just feel like it's 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 a prototype. Well, it is. It, that is like the first slasher, right? I mean, we had Halloween, Black Christmas, but that's yeah. like no one followed the, those formulas. Everyone followed this formula where it's about mm. the kills. It's about I think it's a group of fun characters. I think it's, it's easier about... to follow this formula. That's why because yeah. you don't have to be as competent a filmmaker to make this as you do the other one example that I black Christmas is going to be my next go back and, and revisit sort of thing that I don't remember. Yeah. You're crazy. But anyway, I'm what kidding. you're writing. Yeah. What, what were you giving? 6.5. Holy oh, moly. Listeners stick uh, with us. All right. Everybody. It's, it's been a good week. Stay scared. Everybody. I, I'll I, see you I later. I was curious if I was, oh, man, he's going to go through the rest of them too. Yeah. I was curious because like, I always like the second one the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the second you. Yeah, I don't know. As if, a teenager, it, you might like the second one more, but I mean, I don't know if you're gonna dig it too much more. I think the second one has a little bit better direction and, I guess, <sighs> more violent kills. I don't know. Um, yeah, you're crazy. I'm gonna go eight and a half pumpkins out of ten. I knew this was gonna be like I went yeah. in there. Thinking, this is like top twenty-five of all time, possibly for me. Yeah, I don't think it would make my list. We'll see about the other one. The other one was always... I've seen the other one more times, so yeah. I, I remember it better. I'm curious. This is like if you're giving Friday the 13th a 6.5, all these like other slashers were talking... Like if we ever did... <laughs> you could never participate in a top 50 slashers because, <laughs> you know, if, if this is 6.5, the rest are going to be all... Pretty much like 90% of slashers are going to be twos and I'll, threes for you. I'll argue, though, that a lot of the str- slashers I've seen are better versions of this, just not first. Like what? I'll 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 come back next yeah. week with that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I feel like yeah, I just I, I I'm curious how you're gonna play out with the next like four, five, yeah. six, like Oh, it's gonna be horrible. I yeah, I assume you're going to get I've like, never uh, gone past two. No, that's not true. I've seen three. 
Eh, yeah, like you're gonna hate three. Rough. Yeah, three is a bit Three's rough. where the max. Yeah, comes in. Yeah, four is a bit better, but I think you're gonna have a rough. I remember. Time. I remember stopping at three because of being like, I fucking. This hate is gonna this. be such a downer because, like, right now in the horror community as a whole, every group I'm part of, <laughs> it's no, it's like every group I'm part of. That every group has had to post, guys. I'm going to put this post at the top here. If you weren't going to post it, you got your Friday the 13th. It has to go here because it's taking over every group, yeah. that, every Facebook group, every like um, internet group. Yeah, it, it, this is like such a big thing, and Adam's been a downer on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ho- hopefully, I come back. Yeah, with maybe, part maybe, two. maybe something you'll like the the weird maybe sequels. Maybe he, he needs. Maybe like he's going to like Jason Ten. A, Jason a X is going to be his. Uh, <laughs> that would be amazing. His favorite of the series. So I'll, I'll finish off the 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 time with I watched Hatchet from 2006. Yeah, speaking of bro comedy, what what do you think of Hatchet? <laughs> Yeah, so Hatch is not as good as Friday the 13th, uh, but it's not that far off for me. To <laughs> oh, be really? Honest. Yeah. Again, Hatchet is like a- Tony Todd's cameo- Is awesome. Is incredible in this. Incredible. Hatch is kind of like the parody yeah. of Yeah, of it's, it's, it's like the, what like a scream is to uh, yeah. every other slasher. Um, I don't find any of- like he's Adam Green is a terrible screenwriter. But I do find he's interesting as like a horror uh, mm. filmmaker. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like I, again, I think Frozen is his best film. Hatchet is good, but has its issues, and then the sequels kind of get worse. And mm-hmm. like again, I liked uh, what's the Hollist in the show. It's a terrible, terrible show, and I can admit that. Like I enjoy it because I enjoy that you can tell it's a horror writer, and there's constant references mm-hmm. to like obscure shit. But it's it's you know any normal like if you watch Holliston. <laughs> you would make it through half an episode and be like, this is one of the worst shows I've ever seen in my life. Like sometimes I would even be embarrassed when I'd be watching it back. He would walk down like it's that bad because it's him and Joe Lynch are the starring actors in it. It's like, and he can't act. Well, be, the Meryl one too, he's terrible in that too, which yeah. I know. Um, I'm going to give it 5.5. Yeah, 5. Okay. yeah I might, I might uh, watch. I haven't watched Hatchet in a while. I might uh, throw that on again. I was going to do it. There but. was some cool, like I love... There's some great kills. Uh, the, the ki- some of the kills. Joel Murray is in this one. Joel Murray's it? great in this, yeah. and so is um, Rudy's friend from the Cosby Show. He does some like weird reaction shots that would have yeah. been the Cosby Show, yeah. which I just loved. It was like, well, that was on purpose. That was definitely a Cosby shot. A, a throwback. Was it the Claire Huxville side eye? Mm-hmm. And and the the old people that come in are okay. Yeah. Like the guy, the I don't know. Again, the guy it can't also fucking write out cringe- of his paper yeah, bag. I think like some of it is funny and some of it is kind of cringeworthy with him. Like it's like mm. he almost needs someone to like take a script and be like, this works. It's not so much. Someone yeah. just needs, what's your concept? And I'm going to write the dialogue because that was the same problem I had with Frozen was everything that Jeez. came out of his yeah. mouth. I was like, yeah. no human beings fucking talk like this. Yeah, mm. see, I disagree with Frozen. Even Hatchet, I, I liked. I remember liking some of it. Some of it I found funny. The Tony Todd thing is incredible, but yeah. it also feels like the joke is Adam Green's at the end, which is the worst part of his little speech. But the in between, he's chewing, he's improving, yeah. and, and going with it. The kill where the person runs and he grabs the top, their jaw. Oh yeah, that's and one of the greatest. Still going, the old lady. Yeah. One of the greatest kills in slasher history. Yeah, all the kills in this are yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's so, unfu- yeah, part two, like, they, they, up the, they there's more kills, but they're not as some good. tension in this, too, right? Like, There's totally, like, yeah. elements that I like. Again, I just wish he would get a different screenwriter, yeah. I think. Um, so that's my my week. Awesome. I ended, I was going to do Hatchet. That was one of my choices. Instead, I went with 
1981 Madman. You know Madman, right? With John Hamm, I yeah, we all know. That. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if I've seen this. He, John Hamm's in both of the Madman. <laughs> yeah. No, this is the better Madman. Uh, this is Madman. Uh, it opens up with the fun oh, oh, ballad yeah, of Madman yeah, Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a film again. This is uh, <laughs> like if you thought Friday Thirteenth Six Point Five. This is a film like it again. As a slasher fan, it grows more and more with me. Like when you first throw it on, you're like, ah, oh, that's kind of a really boring, cheesy film. And again, as you watch these slasher films, you appreciate them more and more. Um, I love the first glimpse of Madman in, in the tree where it's like his silhouette in the tree. There's some actually great kind of jump scares in this. Like the first kill he does kind of comes out of nowhere and it's really well done. I think they do great things with like the lighting and camera where they'll pan across and he's like hidden back there. There's the amazing hot tub scene. <laughs> Do you remember that scene? I don't. It plays this really sappy, cheesy music. And for some reason, they're like circling around the, the hot tub. It goes on for like five minutes. It's like, I don't even know what this is, but it's kind of hypnotic in a really bad way. It's actually the lead is the um the, the lead from uh, Dawn of the Dead. And I can't think of her name right now. Oh. Ah, fuck. Um, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Um, yeah. There's uh, the, the, the other famous scene is where the, the teen's running from Mad Men and hides in a fridge. One of the stupidest ways to hide. Like Becky happened to come down that scene. She's like, "This, what are you watching? This is pretty bad. <laughs> and yeah, the acting is kind of, you know, below par. It, again, everything about it's kind of like lower tier, like, but I totally dig it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just more entertained this time around. I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of 10. I think awesome. it's got some cool atmosphere. I what, like the setting. And you gave Friday the 13th? 8.5. Okay. This is it. This is like, uh, I guess this would be maybe the B tier of slashers. Yeah, thirteenth is the A tier, and it gets know, it gets worse. It gets it goes down, but it yeah, I, I love them all. Worse. And again, like I said, I could do a yeah. I could do a hundred slashers and be excited to talk about all yeah, of them, every I single think. one of them. Um, even even the bad ones, I can find something to love in them. Mm-hmm. So, Maddie, do you got anything? Uh, yeah, I watched uh, Stranger Things season two, episode one, which is now uh, takes place in the autumn. So I'm pretty excited about the. Watch the rest of the season. Nice. So we'll get there. Is that it then? Yeah, or? that's it for me. You have anything else? You're I'm, not ending on a downer? <laughs> no, I ended up, uh, well, I guess I ended up on two. A hatchet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Well, that is it. Um, it's uh, Yeah, this is another, we're keeping the, the race pretty close, although Maddie is maybe falling a little Well, again, I, I've never had so much fun losing a race to you two gentlemen. <laughs> it's the fellowship that we get to have and watch movies, which is... <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought this was good. I think we had some good discussion going on. Um, mm. If you want to share your thoughts and opinions on anything If you want to rip Adam Bentley anyway, yeah, send the <laughs> send the hate mail. <laughs> Uh, you can get a hold of us at uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at moviecitymaniac. And uh, Facebook, uh, again, join the discussion if you just want to comment there. If you have any films you've been watching you want to recommend, uh, share away. We'll try our best to check them out. <laughs> you, you want to show pictures of your new Friday the 13th uh, box set, <laughs> you can go ahead and pop it on there. Yeah. To be fair, I just want to say this. There are people that don't. Like they think the first film is one of the worst because it doesn't have Jason in the mask. The mask. But I, I don't. Th- I just don't see. I thought he would like this one, and and the later that's films nothing. Yeah, that, yeah I, I, I don't, don't think like you're gonna. Yeah. So that's why I think um you're you're doomed. You're doomed, Adam. You're doomed. doomed. We'll, we'll see. But originally, the second one was the one that. <laughs> yeah, you might. Yeah, really I think you like the second one more. But then, like, I, I I don't see you getting past part three. <laughs> that I never got past yeah. part three originally. But then four is good, and six six see six you might if you get to six you might have fun with it because six is kind of like having fun with the whole i'm yeah, planning on watching all eight so 
That'll be interesting. Anyways, guys. Uh, hopefully you're having a great Halloween, and hopefully you're enjoying our Spoke Tour Fest as much as we are. Yeah, we'll be back again with Volume 3. Stay. So have a good October, guys. Stay, Stay scared. scared. Bye. Bye. Let me tell you about a friend of mine. Big bad brother named Frankenstein In a torn up Armani looking mighty fine I mean the brother was smoking, literally Sewn up with a needle and thread Put together with parts from the dead Except they put his nuts on the side of his head What in the world were they thinking? Dracula is afraid of life He only comes out of his coffin at night Slips out to have him a bite Out of somebody's neck badness He's a vampire, vampire bat Sucking on blood, it's low in fat Except I don't know if he should really be doing that I mean, I hope he practices safe socks Most rap Everybody snap Everybody groove Everybody clap I think I'm beating uh, Adam. Three <laughs> movies into show. Unless he's going to pull some... Three movies. Magic, he keeps on smiling. Movies. I know he's got a, a day a day in there that he did like 10 movies. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guy. He's he's playing it all cool over there. Just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you'll let you think that. He's literally ten, he's, he's tortoise, his fingers. He's, he's tortoise hairing me. Yeah, he's letting yeah. me think, you know, Gee, that... Have you ever heard the term sandbagging? <laughs> You're getting sandbagged, buddy.